0: This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL cai toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Much to talk about this evening. Of course, your calls are the primary element element of the show if you decide to make them. Uh, again, 800-259-9231. Uh, so, we'll start things out tonight with a story about Rand Paul. Maybe you've heard of him. He's the son of Ron Paul. And uh, within the liberty movement, Ron Paul is a bit of a hero. He's somebody who's actually been successfully elected to office. Which most libertarians can't claim, he's somebody who has not only been elected to office once but something like ten or eleven times. He's won campaign after campaign after campaign. Yeah, I think it might be twelve so Ron Paul you know made it into the republican uh the primary back in two thousand and eight and really swept up quite a storm of publicity. Managed to raise over $20 million in one day just from basically pretty much Internet contributions. It was a, an amazing decentralized campaign in that Ron Paul just kind of decided to run for president. And the grassroots activists just decided to do whatever the hell they wanted to do to support him. And it, it really worked fairly
1: well. I think Ron really more acquiesced to run for, for president um, as, rather than deciding to run for president. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He, like, people really wanted him to run for president. And he agreed, and it was it was it was clear early on that uh, the campaign was uh basically being pushed along by people who uh, you know weren't involved in the campaign at all. they were just really a real live grassroots campaign when you don't when so many of them are are uh, you know what they refer to as astroturf these days and and that's what they re- most of them really are. This one was absolute grassroots.
0: And Ron Paul's a fairly principled guy. I had my critiques of his campaign, and certainly he was not pure principled, as I might like uh, a candidate, political candidate to be. But then again, it is politics, and political candidates do, you know, they pander a little bit here and there. And some of them pander a lot. In the case of Ron Paul, he pandered a little bit on a few issues. But when we nailed him down, uh, he did, he did... He was a little more agreeable to our particular point of view. I'm I specifically referring to the immigration issue where he, in 1988, when he was running as a libertarian candidate for president, he was very good and very liberty-oriented on the issue of immigration. But in the year 2008, he sounded much more conservative-ish. On the issue, much more statist on the issue. But when uh, when, his, uh, when feet held to the flames, uh, he did admit that he was only saying that because there's a welfare state, and he believes that in the absence of the welfare state, that immigration should be permitted. Um, so you know he he could have been worse on that issue, I suppose. But I'm here to talk about Rand Paul, son of Ron Paul, and Rand Paul has been uh, you know he's been. Getting some attention within the liberty movement. He's, he's got a good name, right? Right, right.
1: Son of Ron Paul. He's really nice guy. I've seat. talked to him um, on my interview series. Politicians are nice. Yep. Lots of times to your face. Talked to him uh, when when we when he came through town for, for Ron's campaign back in 2008. Problem is he's not really a nice guy when it comes to
0: the um, the poor people locked up in Guantanamo Bay. And this,
1: I've um, heard about this today, but I didn't read it, so I'm going to have to hear what you have to say on this. Right off of his website,
0: RandPaul2010.com, for immediate release, November 19th, Bowling Green, Kentucky, leading United States Senate candidate Rand Paul today criticized the Obama administration's decision to close the Guantanamo Bay Detention Center and try terrorism suspects in United States civil courts. He said this, quote, Foreign terrorists do not deserve the protections of our Constitution. These thugs should stand before military tribunals and be kept off American soil. I will always fight to keep Kentucky safe, and that starts with cracking down on our enemies,
1: Unquote. Well, I know you don't like the term crack down for, uh, on anything, but I do have to question what does one do with these foreign terrorists? I, I've, I've said this all along. Well, wait a minute. Who's to say they're foreign terrorists? Well, there's only one, as as I recall, that was moved from the United States to Guantanamo. Is that correct? There were hundreds there.
0: Yeah, I don't know who was moved there, but I know there are a lot of people in Guantanamo Bay, and I know a lot of them were just kind of rounded up in Pakistan. Well, okay, they were
1: foreign. Um, But, uh, okay, some are guilty, some are innocent. I think we can be clear on that.
0: I don't know who's guilty or innocent. No trials have taken place, and he's talking about military tribunals here. So if you go with what Rand Paul is saying then he's in favor of military tribunals for people that were rounded up on the, you know, the whims of, uh, of whoever the people in power in Pakistan Do are you
1: understand how th- difficult this situation is? I mean, it's, it, it isn't easy, Ian. This isn't a cut-and-dry issue.
0: Well, sure it is. They arrested people, and they shouldn't have been doing that, so they should let those people go. Unless they actually have something to charge them with, in which case maybe then they should but have they a public trial. But they don't have jurisdiction trial. over there. Well, then they shouldn't have arrested them in the first they place. They shouldn't
1: be over there. I think we can agree on that. However, when they are and they've c- uh, captured these people, I mean, it, you you don't need, for, for uh, an enemy in uniform, you don't need to have a trial. And how would you, uh, these are Army personnel. They're military. They're not police officers. They're not collecting evidence. They don't have evidence, Ian.
0: Okay, so you give them a credit card, put some money on it, let them out, tell them go home. Do you want to let
1: go people people um, that are guilty? Guilty of what? The people that say that were involved, let's assume, I, I know that they had the one guy that was, uh, you know, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but the one who was involved in these uh, terrorists that, that planned the terrorism attacks, they had him in Guantanamo for a period of time. Um, so do you want to just let him go because you didn't have the evidence for it? Well, didn't you just say they don't have the jurisdiction to arrest those people? In that case, that guy happened to be in the United States. But okay. that was the that was the one guy, and I don't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, you know, I mean, it's to, to me, he's just another thug, and I don't care about him. But um, it, 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 Ian, yes, th- Mark. They they have a. This is a very difficult issue because of the way this this police action, this military action, was taken, t- took place. These people would be the equivalent of. Uh, you know enemies at war or something like that however they're not because they're not at war so you kind of have to treat them like they're prisoners of war Uh, you know you're talking about
0: you're talking about a a war that's not really a war that's just something that they went over and did and these aren't people who have necessarily committed any crime is it not true mark that they basically said, hey, why don't you just uh, round some people up, we'll give you some cash for them. But and not we'll all them of them here.
1: are innocent, Ian. Isn't
0: it true that that's what they said, Mark? Isn't it true that's what happened? And then the Pakistani well, yes, people some people up. and some of those some people, people
1: up, were actu- actually caught by our military personnel actually doing things. Doing some things like what? Some of them are in fact prisoners of war. Wait, wait, war. Mark, wait,
0: wait. Doing things like what? Defending their, uh, you know, their homeland, so to speak, against invaders? What do you invaders?
1: do with enemy combatants that you find uh, you know, in a theater of war, even though it's not a uh, you know, declared war, what do you do with them? You let them go because it's not a declared war? The United States you don't government go first has place. a very long history of prosecuting wars that it didn't declare. And English law is based on precedent.
0: You say you're sorry. We made a mistake. We shouldn't be here. We're going home. Here, have a credit card. Uh, we're going to load up uh, you know, $100,000 I don't think that, the, I
1: don't think that, that uh, the, the scenario is that easily solved. So you're saying
0: lock them up, throw away the key, If they uh, commit some kind of
1: crime, they need, uh, as far as I'm concerned, they need some kind of t- trial, well, but wait uh, there's minute. no what evidence. Crimes? I don't know.
0: Right. Well, what crime are you talking about here? Because is it a crime, Mark, for you to defend your property against an invading horde? Is that the crime you're talking about?
1: Um, It it it, de- <laughs> it depends on how you go about uh defending your property and what invading horde and all this other stuff. There's
0: some men in camouflage coming up your driveway to, to kill your family because they think you're a terrorist. You defend yourself against them. Is that a crime?
1: Look, man, I don't know the specific instances on all, each one of these criminals. I don't know I either. would like to see it, and I don't say just wholesale give them credit cards and send them home. I think that's absolutely the most asinine thing I've ever heard. So you are supporting
0: uh, the the pol- you are supporting the state then in this in this instance. Look
1: man, I want to. Uh, you're
0: supporting. I'm You're supporting an invasion of Jesus. another another person's land. You're supporting all of the tyranny that has been uh, that has been instigated against these people in Guantanamo Bay. I live because Rand Paul said you should.
1: In a in a living hell. One
0: 9231 five nine ninety two thirty one. You're the one calling people criminals when no one's ever been convicted of anything, Mark. They've just been held for years. It's free talk live.
2: If you're paying more than $14.95 per month for DSL, you are paying way too much. It's time to make the switch to DSL Extreme, the nation's number one internet service provider. DSL Extreme is fast. And at $14.95 per month, it's cheaper than dial-up. Plus, you get free spam protection, a free modem, and 24-hour a day free local tech support with no setup fees. Just research supply. Call 866 2 getnet That's 186, the number two GetNet. Or go to DSLExtreme.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. And those features include the archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, you can just click and download. They're yours for free on the front page of the site, going back for an entire year All free for you at freetalklive.com. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Have you heard of the Millionaire Patriot? You should have. He's got five days of firearms training waiting for you. All for pennies on the dollar. Plus, if you act fast, the Millionaire Patriot will give you a free Springfield Armory XD pistol in the caliber of your choice. Go to frontsight.com for your training and free gun. That's frontsight.com. As we continue here, Mark is showing his fascist colors tonight. You are out of your mind. As he responds to uh, this story off of Rand Paul's website, which I feel sorry for anybody that gave this guy this guy money, uh, Rand Paul, with the belief that he was something like his father. Um, I can't imagine Ron Paul saying something like this, but maybe I don't know Ron well enough. Certainly, Rand Paul, uh, not a friend of Liberty, he says that he thinks that the people in Guantanamo Bay are thugs. He says they should stand before military tribunals and be kept off of American soil. Says foreign terrorists don't deserve
1: the protections of our Constitution. Well, um, I'm, I, I, I see, I don't agree with his harsh verbiage in uh, this this you know the thing he's talking about here. All I've said is that I. Find the situation to be a bit of a uh, to be a Gordian knot. This is difficult. You cannot say all Guantanamo inmates anything. There's no all Guantanamo inmates. There is no all the terrorists. All of them
0: were arrested illegally.
1: I don't know that they were arrested. They were captured illegally. Uh, They were captured by a military. Doing an illegal war. Uh, I don't know that that's entirely true. Really? Uh, the...
0: Oh, I thought you had agreed with me in the past that uh, this was this was completely. I'm talking illegal about and entirely.
1: Um, and, and entirely. I believe that that war should have been declared, and I believe that all the wars in American history should have been declared, and all of the uh, the, the actions of the military. However, there, there's, a, there's a gray area. For instance, um, do you think that there should have been a war declared on the Indians when they fought the Indians? I don't believe in war. Okay, right. So, so I mean, you know, I'm, I'm talking to somebody who I can't have a conversation with about this. The fact is um, that, you know, all throughout American history, many wars have been undeclared. I'm not saying that's okay i'm just saying you're
0: just doing the same old thing that the conservatives do and that is well we're in it now so we got to win it
1: and i'm not saying we got to win not
0: what you're saying but what you're saying is it's a ver- it's a version of that you're saying well uh, the government people made a mistake by invading there but now that they've made a mistake and made the mistake of arresting hundreds of people and put them in guantanamo bay we've got to do something with them besides let them go why not just let them go? Why not admit that you were wrong? Oops, we're sorry. We made a big mistake. We're so sorry that we kept you here for ten years or however damn long. It's been five years, um, several years uh, for for some of these people. Here, a, here's a, a Visa card with $100,000 loaded on I think it. We're so sh-
1: sorry. I think they should all have uh, trials here in the United States. So, you disagree with Rand Paul then? He I disagree there be with military tribunals. Right. The, the military tribunals, I think that there's problems with, with this. I'm, I'm trying to come up with a solution, Ian. You're nailing mm-hmm. me to the wall on this, and I'm coming up with a solution for you. Your solution stinks. The um, give him a, a credit card and send him home solution? Uh, that that is not a solution, okay? That is a uh, you know somebody sticking their covering their eyes uh, with their hands. Um, I, I think they should be given a trial in the United States if there isn't uh, sufficient evidence to convict them for having done something against. Then should against, they get a credit card? Uh, the <laughs> right. Then they get a credit card. They they were they were brought over here. They were uh, yes. They should get a credit card, not a big one, but a credit card of some sort. Send them home. Get well, them out of here.
0: The, the reason I say that, Mark, is because I don't think that first of all, if they were arrested illegally, which they were. They shouldn't have to go through any sort of trial because the government is, you know, it's just short circuiting all of its own supposed rules, which it always does, it always ignores its own rules. But I'm just pointing out what I think the optimal situation. I think your situation would be preferable to what Rand Paul is saying here because yours your, your uh, proposal actually doesn't presume these folks to be guilty like Rand Paul is. He's calling them thugs. He's calling them criminals. Uh, sorry, nothing's been proven about these people. They've just been held right. indefinitely. Well,
1: the, the terminology to me is far too harsh, and I understand that he's uh, perhaps pandering to a particular uh, constituency. Wait till you hear the last paragraph. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, and I don't, I don't feel the same way that he does however i uh i'm not of the opinion that murderers and rapists should be let go because of some technicality do you understand well i'm of the opinion that you need to prove your case i i am too and if these people weren't arrested in whatever fashion you wish that they had been arrested by people who weren't police officers i still don't think we should just let them go you know
0: Well, if you've got um, evidence that they committed a crime, then... Evidence that they committed a
1: crime is fine with me.
0: Clearly they don't have evidence because they haven't moved to do a damn thing to do anything about having a real trial anywhere that people can actually see it. A military tribunal will not be public, and no evidence will be necessary. They'll They'll just hang them high. They have no reason not to. So here's the final paragraph. Dr. Paul, he gets to call himself that too, believes in strong national defense and thinks military spending should be our country's top budget priority. He's also called for a constitutional declaration of war with Afghanistan. So this guy's just another warmonger. That's it. That's all. feel sorry for anybody that gave him money. 800-259-9231. That's the Sekel-CAI toll-free line. And this is one of the guys who is the top... Uh, he He's getting a, a, a large amount of attention from people within the Liberty community, as though he's some... Ron Paul Republican or liberty oriented dude and he's one of the most uh, prominent of those people and we've had we've had folks call this show before to essentially call these Uh, These wolves out, you know, these wolves in sheep's clothing, pretending they're masquerading as though they're liberty-oriented in order to get uh, the liberty community excited to rally behind them, to believe in them, to give them money to support their campaigns so they can get the reins of power and, and wield them over people in the way that they think is right. We've had people call this show to out others in the past some of these there are these lists and i don't remember what this november 5th i think was one of them lists of people that are allegedly political candidates that are allegedly so-called ron paul republicans last guy that called said he took a look into a few of them and it was absolutely laughable that they would call themselves ron paul republicans and it's it's even more sad that the son of ron paul doesn't even measure up to his can you read
1: that last uh, sentence to me uh, again please
0: uh, the last one, yeah. uh, d- well, there's, the last one is he's called for a constitutional declaration of war with Afghanistan, but the one before that is he believes in strong national defense and thinks military spending should be our country's top budget priority, meaning keep the military nice and big.
1: Yeah, I got a real this problem with war-mongering that. Warmongering freak. You know, I sicko. I believe in a strong defense, but I don't think that that necessarily is uh, a, a strong de- defense uh, fend- strong spending on the department of defense, do you know? Hey, yeah, I think that Americans can defend themselves just fine without the government's help. Yeah, I don't because like
0: Because the government protects the government. I know it's it's an illusion. They want you to believe that they're protecting you. Well, but if they were protecting you, then they wouldn't be all the way halfway around the world doing the things that they're doing, putting you in greater danger. And even if they were here in the United States, all of them were here in the United States and are withdrawn from around the world, they still would have the priority of protecting the state before they'd come and save your house from being bombed or blown up or having uh, your family shot. That
1: is pretty much how it operates. Yeah.
0: So there you go, Rand Paul. Don't give him any money. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. I, I bet you there's probably not one so-called Ron Paul Republican out there amongst the, uh, the alleged slate of liberty-oriented candidates that Peter even Peter Schiff still looks up. good to me. Oh, God, there is that guy. I guess he's all right from what I've heard so far, but we'll see over time, What I about guess. Uh, at Kokesh? Uh, I've heard bad things about him. I haven't. Yeah, I've heard bad things already. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want.
3: Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area. Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. If you dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231, you can take control of the airwaves. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com and the features Include the bulletin board system. We've got a lot of topics there, over 500,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about. Serious issues, fun stuff, you'll find it all over at bbs.freetalklive.com. That is bbs.freetalklive.com. We're going to get right back into your calls, uh, but first I want to tell you about startpage.com. You can take the startpage.com seven-day challenge. For seven days, use startpage.com instead of your big brother search engine and experience the difference. You'll get search results aggregated from 12 major search engines, and unlike your old search engine, you'll have complete privacy in your search. Start the seven day challenge today. Startpage.com. I'm way beyond seven days myself. I just uh, startpaged Adam Kokesh. Since you asked Mark uh, about Adam Kokesh, I had heard something, and I don't recall exactly what it was that I'd heard, but I dug around on his uh, website. Where he's running for Congress down in New Mexico and looked at some of his positions on the issues. I guess he's not so different from Ron Paul in that he's pandering on the uh, the immigration issue, or maybe he really believes that uh, that you know there should be an immigration crackdown. You can
1: imagine how difficult it is to be a politician, a liberty-oriented politician, in uh, a border state like Texas, New Mexico, uh, Arizona. Uh, do I have to list them all? California. Yeah. No. I mean, you can imagine it's it's got to be incredibly difficult. Well. It's I'm not, not saying that makes it okay. Right. I'm just saying that it's got to be very,
0: very difficult. It's not difficult when you're principled because then you just adhere to your principle, and if people don't like that, well, then
1: too bad. Then they for don't them. vote for you, and and just like everything, and and just like it's been all along, it continues to be. People don't give you, you know, if you're if you don't. Didn't you learn
0: anything this year, Mark? Uh, Ron, what, what was the guy's name? Bob Barr that ran for the Libertarian Party. He'd watered down. The libertarian principles way, way, way down, and he didn't get more, more than a thousand votes or whatever than Harry Brown did back in the year 2000, who was a very principled uh, guy that was running for a political office. I'm not so, saying
1: that watering down—it's—it's it's a tough issue. Man.
0: Diluting principles did nothing to increase the chances for the Libertarian Party candidate.
1: I wish, I wish, I wish that my world was as black and white as yours. Because it must be awesome to be it's right all the, all the time. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really easy.
0: You just support peace and you support voluntary interaction between people. It's not hard. <laughs> right. uh, we go to Jamie. You have to be successful. You just have to be right. Uh, we're plenty successful. This movement's growing. More people are coming here to New Hampshire all the time. Jamie is in Oklahoma for now. Jamie, you're on Free Talk Live. What? Hello. What's
4: going on, fellas?
0: Hey, it's Jamie from Wheels Off Liberty.
4: Uh, you know, Mark, it is awesome to be right. I was that one. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: Jamie, hey,
4: I'm, what I'm calling about, and I'm on the road, so I got a bad cell service somewhere down the road. But I wanted to tell y'all about some civil disobedience that's happened in Oklahoma, that okay. is a, a prime example of how this can work on a larger scale. See, and I'm, I'm on my way to the Deer Woods where we drink moonshine and play guitars. I don't do much moon, or I don't do much deer hunting or anything, but all during high school, everybody in southeastern Oklahoma just quit going to school on the week of deer season, and it forced the school to shut down for that entire week. And it's been like that for as long as I can remember. It's Hmm. other schools in Oklahoma or Texas don't shut down for deer season. But since the students decided not to go, the schools around this area was forced to shut down. And I think that's a, a... great um example of what we can do to maybe traffic courts or the irs or just government in general absolutely if jamie, enough people do it and that's a prime example of it working here in oklahoma
1: jamie how many uh would you i i understand that this has been some time for you and uh, this was high school you went you, you went to high school i,
4: I did go to high school did you school. finish amazing did you finish yeah, I did, man. I don't really remember much of it, but I finished.
1: <laughs> okay, so um, how many uh, approximately? I understand you just got to hazard a guess here, and I'm going to assume that you guys got through uh, you know uh, the, the math enough to give percentages. What kind of percentage did uh, of the students didn't participate?
4: I would say at least 70% of the students did not participate, did so not go to school that do you, week.
1: Do you think that it would have taken a 70%, uh, you know, in order to get compliance out of the government, uh, do you think it takes 70%? I'm just wondering, you know, if 10% of the students didn't go, it seems like they just ignore it. Um, and, and so I'm assuming 10% wouldn't work, 70% clearly did. I'm just wondering what that number might be in order to, and it, it has to be different for every government program uh you know like i, I just don't know
4: I, I have no idea on that i know that most people don't participate on voting in general so yeah i mean that's the civil not working disobedience of not voting really doesn't work that doesn't teach them a lesson but the civil disobedience of like what you guys are doing in new hampshire of saying i'm not going to pay this seatbelt fine or whatever mm-hmm. that is they get tired of locking people up and pretty soon, it starts costing the state more money than what it's worth. Absolutely, and I think that's one thing that the that the school system had to realize here in Oklahoma.
0: The more the better. I don't know if there's a magic number. It may differ depending on whatever the the situation is or the budget size of the government happens to be. Uh, but I think you're right. The more people that we can get to do non-cooperation and civil disobedience, the, uh, the the less powerful the state will become because the state really it doesn't rule on its the fact that it has guns. Because, well, there are more of us than there are of them. So really the way that the state gets away with all of its depredations are through obedience, through the, uh, the, the silent assent of most people. If it were, I think, if, if, it were there, if there were 5 to 10 percent of people consistently non-cooperating on a fairly regular basis whenever they got hit with a speeding ticket or something like that, I think that would put a huge dent in their activities and maybe even shut some of it down. I don't know.
4: Oh, I, absolutely, it would. I, I think you, I think you're right on that, Ian. And um, hopefully, you know, y'all can get more and more people around around the New Hampshire area. I know that um, I'm a signer for the Free State Project, and I'll move when when the time's right to move. I'm not sure when that'll be yet, but um, I can't wait to get there and be one more of the number. That is participating in in liberty there with you guys well
0: if you guys get a chance you should come on up here for the uh, the Liberty forum in 2010. the registration period has opened for that it's our, my understanding we did finally get the code uh for our listeners on that we'll give that to you here in a little bit but come on up for the uh, the Liberty forum or maybe the porcupine freedom festival and by the way, I just want to take a moment to uh, to shame mark for uh, for making fun of you because you have an accent and I know you guys are good on uh, <laughs> at wheels off liberty dot com is the website is that right Jamie
4: that's right, but uh, I'm I'm all right with that. Oh it. yeah, been, I, I know you all my you, life.
0: you guys <laughs> you guys make fun of yourselves for you know you call yourself rednecks and all that. But I just want to make sure it's clear here that Mark doesn't have any uh, any place from which to speak on this point because Mark, you were born and raised in Bradenton, Florida, and you were born and raised out east of the interstate in Bradenton, Florida. So don't don't claim that you're uh, you you know you're so much more high and mighty and intelligent than uh, than Jamie and Mike from Wheels Off Liberty. Ian Bernard, kiss my grits.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you guys have a great night, man.
0: Thanks, Jamie. Appreciate hearing from you tonight, and keep up the great work out there. You can check his show out over at wheelsoffliberty.com and also on the Liberty Radio Network at com. As we continue with Frank in New York. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live.
5: Hi, guys. Uh, yeah, I was really shocked with the uh, Rand Paul uh, uh, statement. Uh, that really is very uh, dangerous. Yeah. uh, Also, I was disappointed with Mark. Uh, Number one, under international law, the United States kidnapped those individuals in their own country, violated the territorial sovereignty of Afghanistan. And uh, uh, why did we do that? Because the uh, Taliban stopped the opium Production brought it down, and the U.S. had to go in there. And also, the, the U.S. US wants the opium, oil, and natural gas pipelines. Yeah, I, I, uh, so, I see. I mean, a... you, you look at the reasons why we were in Afghanistan, and the Afghans had nothing to do with 9/11. Just as Cheney and Bush has mentioned, uh, they certainly were saying that they were involved in it up until the war with Iran. But the point or the Iraq—excuse me—I'm getting ahead of myself. The war with Iraq. But uh, uh, no, it's very interesting. The U.S. violated the rights, the human rights of those individuals, and when the Canadian government gave a Canadian uh, Muslim to the United States who was innocent, he sued in Canada, and the Canadian government apologized and gave him $28 million in damages.
0: Thanks, Frank, for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and this is Free Talk Live. More coming up.
6: This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Libby's 100% Pure Pumpkin. Learn how to give everyday
3: recipes a nutritional boost with the power of pumpkin at VeryBestBaking.com. When choosing fruits and vegetables, orange or yellow are your best bets. Vegetables like butternut squash, pumpkin, or yellow peppers are rich in nutrients that are linked with lower risks of certain cancers and heart disease. On the fruit side, cantaloupe, bananas, and oranges offer the same benefits, plus one more. Kids love them. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Shocking story out of Detroit we're going to share with you. I just shocked Mark with it uh, over the break. So we'll, uh, we'll bring that up here in a moment. 800-259-9231 allows you to take control of the airwaves. And you need to know about TOTASAK, dot com. made of 100% recycled materials right here in the United States. The TotaSac is going to be your new best friend. When it comes to bringing back the groceries from the car, and I'm not sure what else you can figure out to carry on these wonderful little handles, but that's been enough for me. I've loved them uh, just for that purpose alone. They live in the back of my car, and whenever I bring the groceries back, uh, or whenever we get back home from going grocery shopping, I load up the bags on the tote Sack, and I can bring them all in in one trip. Something like twelve bags, six six on each handle. I could probably put more on there, it's just we just don't buy that many groceries, and it also gets difficult to fit them all through the door. you have to, I have to turn to the side to fit through the door. So really, it's just getting through the doorway that becomes the uh, the challenge, not actually lifting the groceries because these things make it so easy. Uh, go to TOTASAK.com, dot com, t o t a s a k. dot com, and get yourself a family pack today. Plus, there's a special going on right now. If you call the number on the uh, the totasak website, you can order. Two family packs, and they'll give you free shipping on one of them, so you can send it across the country to some friends of yours that don't live nearby. Uh, maybe get them something for uh, you know, the upcoming holiday season from TOTASAC at T-O-T-A-S-A-K dot com. All right, we continue here. Uh, you can bring up whatever is on your mind. And here is the story, actually. I won't make you wait um, any longer for this one. The Detroit News reporting that nearly 35 years after taxpayers spent 55 million dollars. Yeah, 55
1: million dollars. Everybody 35 years ago. This is the sticker in this in this uh, particular story. Is you have to listen to the numbers, but you will be floored at the end of this. Think about this
0: for a moment. What would 55 million dollars be in today's money? 50, it was $55 million 35 years ago when this was originally built. That's a lot of money for 1970-something.
1: Right? right. Gasoline uh, at that time was like 40, $0.35 cents a gallon or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> so, so it's probably at least twice as much.
0: It's probably at least two or three times as much, 100 or $150 million. Yeah, because that's,
1: that's that's really, really uh, conservative. Yeah, so think about that. I th- I'd say tack a, tack a zero on the end of it. Call it a half a half a billion dollars.
0: So it's nearly 35 years now after the taxpayer spent 55 million dollars, which of course is a typical situation where taxpayers are put on the hook to assist billionaires. These people that own the sports teams—they're pretty wealthy, and they can afford to build their own damn stadiums, but they never have to, virtually never. Do these people have to build their own stadiums because, well, they just go to the their buddies in government and they, you know, grease some palms, take them well, out to dinner, buy them some nice things, and then they get them to pass. Or they threaten to leave.
1: That's the other thing. And, and the okay, rabid yeah. fans um, say, whoa, you can't take away our our team. Our team. Go team. And, and so there's enough people that, that are excited about it um, that they managed to, to get the stadiums and stuff like that.
0: So that's what they did, and then a year after a $20 million sale fell through, so this was presumably last year, city officials have sold the arena, once called the most desirable property in Oakland County. The price? Listen to
1: it, everybody. Wait for it. You can't believe this. (laughs) $583,000. $600,000. $600,000!
0: Yeah, it might be $600,000 after the closing costs and all that, but...
1: Oh, I, I, I mean, you know, I mean, this isn't this was six hundred thousand dollars. I don't even know what to compare that to. But houses in Sarasota, you wouldn't even get one next to the beach for that. Yeah, I, I, I mean, this is it's just it's phenomenal, absolutely crazy.
0: So uh, according to the story, David Leitch, the broker with the local realty firm, says this was a giveaway. The property alone at $10,000 an acre should have gone for more than that. And you have the Silver Dome, its contents, and the infrastructure already in place. I'd estimate it would probably go for between 1.2 million and 3 million. I
1: can't believe it. What do they play in uh, the, the? Who sold it for this? Who bought it for this? What do they play in the Silver Dome? I know nothing about this. I can only imagine what they're going to assess the taxes on this thing at.
0: I don't know, Mark, but I just did the uh, the math real quick here, and 583 thousand out of 55 million. Remember, we're talking about the original dollars, so I'm not even doing whatever the inflation would be. That's one percent. It basically sold for 1% of its original cost to build without factoring in inflation. And if you were to bring in inflation, it would probably end up being like a tenth of a percent. Ah,
1: that's what I think it would be. This uh, is incredible. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. But then again, they this sold- is the same place where you can buy a house for a, you know, a buck. Right. <laughs> you know, Detroit is gone. I mean, apparently, uh, you know, America's infrastructure is gone. Destroyed. I don't know what happened. Such
0: sentiments weren't uncommon on Monday after city officials unsealed bid showing the property that was home to the Detroit Lions was sold. Detroit Lions. There you go. Thank you. Uh was sold at auction to an unnamed Canadian company that plans to bring a soccer league to the stadium. The company's name will be released when the sale is finalized within 45 days. City's emergency financial manager said he acknowledged the sale is not a windfall but said the Silverdome's 1.5 million dollar upkeep drained the beleaguered city's finances. We'd hoped it would have brought more, but now the city can be freed of its upkeep and get it back on the tax roll. Said he was disappointed, but knew the city had to shed the costly structure. So it goes on with just their blabbing on about uh, how disappointed they were. But the uh, 80,000, here's a little more info about it. The 80,300 seat stadium opened in 1975 and has largely remained empty since the Detroit Lions left for Ford Field in 2002. The
1: sale included 127 adjacent acres. Well, this isn't. I mean, you know, in in Tampa, when they shut down what they called the the Big Sombrero, um, was the the uh, stadium prior to the Ray J, Ray, the Raymond James the Stadium, Buccaneers, Buccaneers? the Buc- the Tampa Bay Buccaneers stadium, right? Um, there isn't such thing with that name, but yes, the stadium in which the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play, mm-hmm. um, they just leveled it and used it as parking. So, yeah. I mean, really, that, how much different is that? Than this, I mean, obviously he's talking about just the acreage, but it's you know they're they're going to use it for a soccer team, I guess. I, I, it's just it's appallingly low, and I agree with uh, you know that that (laughs) obviously taxpayers being on the hook and everything is 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 ridiculous. But you'd think (laughs) that (laughs) that somebody could have made this work for for six hundred thousand dollars. I don't know. I mean, just it it, crazy.
0: Well, maybe this new soccer people uh, that are taking it over will be able to make it work. I mean, they certainly got a hell of a deal. Yeah, course, they got a hell of a deal. Does anybody want to still pay to go to see a sports uh, game in Detroit? Can people afford to go uh, to luxuries like that in Detroit? I I don't know. But
1: probably about that. not Detroit proper, but this yeah. one isn't actually in Detroit, right? I mean, this is uh, it's it's Oakland County, Pontiac. Yeah,
0: Pontiac. Pontiac I, I don't County. I
1: don't know the area
0: um, that well, but. It's a monster structure. I mean, I'm looking at the oh picture God, from, the, from the sky. It's huge.
1: For $600,000, dollars you think somebody would just want to live in it. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, open it up as a uh, some sort of a housing structure. You could probably make a bank off of that. Uh, 800-259-9231. That is the Sekel CAI toll-free line. So I just thought, thought that was worth sharing with you, just as a... A snapshot of how bad it really has gotten up there. What in a bad
1: idea government uh, you know, getting involved in the marketplace is, too. You know what I want to point out about that, Mark?
0: And you're absolutely right. And that is that in, in in a lot of cases, you'll hear government people use terms like, we need to make an investment in the community. This stadium is an investment in the community. It's going to bring jobs. It's going to bring uh, tourists. It's an investment. And of course, when it's an investment, when something is an investment, there's risk. But there's also the opportunity for return on investment. And when the government takes your money from you and invests it, who sees the return if there ever is one? Clearly the government does. You don't see a dime of it. The government sees the return, and that's presuming there is ever a return on their investment, which would probably be pretty unusual because the government doesn't know how to manage things. It sucks at doing virtually everything that it tries to do, except with the exception of killing
1: people. Blowing things up. It's all right at that. It probably wouldn't be as good at that as a, a free market solution um, to, to killing and blowing people up. However, governments don't, uh, you know, uh, free market. <laughs> the
0: market doesn't have the incentive to do those things. Right. Not in the same way, certainly. Uh, so, so whenever you hear them using that term, just laugh because it's absolutely just laugh out loud ludicrous that the government would be uh, investing in anything on your behalf. Because you don't get the return. And in this case, as in so many other cases where government uh, people have built stadiums, they've built convention centers, those are something that really typically bomb out. The government will propose a convention center to be built in a certain place, and they'll talk about, oh, yeah, we're going to bring all these conventions in here. It's going to be great. It's going to be an investment. We're going to get tax money out of this. It's going to great. And then they build this, a convention center because the government can't manage for crap the convention center goes mostly unused, most all of the year long. And it just, like the Superdome uh, here, just sits, and, or Silverdome, uh, it just sits and sits and well, costs upkeep this money. Is, uh,
1: in, in the case of the Silverdome, it stopped being used in 2002 because yeah. the Detroit Lions went away. So um, there's, there's competition in the marketplace of uh, football franchises to have better and better stadiums. And this is just an old stadium. Um, it's it's worn out its usefulness in that area, so you know the the government stuck with this old thing. They got whatever they were intending to get out of it. I'm not saying that that was successful or anything, but you know it, it's 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 hilarious.
0: Got no ROI in this case. Five hundred eighty-three thousand originally cost fifty-five million in nineteen
6: seventies dollars. This is free talk live. Hour two's coming up. How long can you hold your breath? <sighs> not long. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumer's Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866 No Bottle to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount and who wouldn't, when ordering online use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL or call toll-free 866 No Bottle and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart 1-866-No Bottle.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want if you dial toll-free, 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. As we launch here into the second hour of the program, we'll talk about illegal laundry coming up. Uh, and, of course, take your calls about whatever you decide to make them about. That is the point of the program, taking your calls about anything at 800-259-9231. Uh, we continue here. want to give you another update on this Rand Paul character, who everybody thought was all liberty-oriented until uh, today when information came out that he's actually, in point of fact, just another warmonger. And we outed him at the top of the first hour on that uh, from a a press release from his website at RandPaul2010.com. I was just digging around a little bit more during the, uh, the news break there and figured we'd find out what old Rand has to say about illegal immigration.
1: It is a tough issue in the liberty movement and and across america it 's not a tough issue at all it 's an easy
0: well, issue People issue. should be freed
1: across uh, imaginary lines sure but uh, you would also agree that about eighty percent of the American public disagrees with that and um, right. even even people inside the Liberty movement disagree with it so it's most people in the in the American public also
0: agree with the idea of government, and i don 't agree with them there either so it 's all right to disagree with uh, with the majority of people because well, somebody has to in order to help uh, lead the way. If, you're, if you've got leading-edge ideas, you've got, to, you've got to stay consistent with them. And uh, apparently Rand Paul doesn't know principle if it hits him in the face. He says, I do not support amnesty. Those who come here should respect our laws. I don't know about you, but they're not my laws. Uh, I support legal immigration, he says, and recognize the country's been enriched by those who seek the freedom to make a life for themselves. But immigrants should meet the current requirements, which should be enforced and updated. Now, the current requirements, as we've been through uh, with people who've actually had experience with them, are ludicrous. Plain and simple.
1: They're, They're certainly arduous
0: yeah they they're difficult they're confusing they're expensive they're often they they're they, arbitrary they, they
1: spend a, a great deal of their time losing your paperwork and having yes. you to uh and you have to to refile it's it's amazing how this how you know inefficient this bureaucracy is how costly it is for people who uh you know the least of us who can pay a, afford it and uh, you know it it, it I it, it clearly isn't stopping people from coming to the United States, which I guess is what... Oh, he's was... got
0: a plan for that.
1: Oh, good. He's
0: going to put a stop to that. Don't you worry about that. Uh, he goes on to say that he thinks that... I realize that subsidizing something creates more of it, and don't think the taxpayer should be forced to pay for welfare, medical care, and other expenses for illegal immigrants. But he's happy to force you to pay for all other kinds of things the taxes pay for. Uh, Once the subsidies for illegal immigration are removed, the problem will likely become far less common. On that point, I would agree... Uh, I, support, I would agree
1: too. I think that that's the way that the, 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 the issue should be handled.
0: I support local solutions to illegal immigration as protected by the Tenth Amendment. Uh,
1: I'm not sure what that could possibly entail, but it sounds scary. I support well, making local solutions means that uh, I guess local what crackdowns. He, what he's yeah. saying is that states should have the right to to handle immigration. and my reading of the Constitution, as best I can come up with it, um, disagrees with that. I mean,
0: he says I support making English the official language of all documents and contracts. So if you can't understand uh, English, then you shouldn't be coming here. Is basically what he says. Well, I
1: don't think that he should be um, should have the right to tell tell me in what language I can contract in. <laughs> I mean, that seems uh, <laughs> it, I, I you know like I don't know how you're going to enforce that if I feel like making a. Uh, uh, you know, a contract with you, Ian, in Urdu, I don't think that Rand Paul's opinion really, uh, you know, falls into in play there. You better
0: watch out or he might build an underground electric fence. Millionaires, uh, or rather millionaires, millions crossing our border without knowledge, without our knowledge, constitutes a clear threat to our nation's security. I will work to secure our borders immediately. My plans include an underground electric fence. You thought the one they were building above ground was a big boondoggle. Well, they have to dig a trench along the entire two thousand mile southern border, and I presume he wants to put one on the northern border too, don't you, Rand? I always got to protect from them Canucks. Too. I always
1: think about the uh, Berlin Wall. You know, they what they told the people of East Berlin when they were building that thing was, and I, I don't, I'm not claiming that this is East Berlin. I'm just saying that there's some interesting parallels here. Mm, they sure. were telling them that we were they were building it in order to protect them from the predations of the evil people on the other side. Mm-hmm. But it really just
0: kept them in, too, didn't it? Well, that's that's all it did. Yeah. Uh, with helicopter stations. Helicopter stations, Mark. So, underground electric fence, helicopter stations, gun turrets. Okay, I added the third one, but I'm sure he'd be in favor of that, too. No, I mean, if he, wants... he was in favor of gun turrets, he would have said, in well, favor he of wants pressure. helicopter stations, and those will likely have guns on them. Anyway, to respond quickly to breaches of the border. Instead of closing military bases at home and renting space in Europe, I'm open to the construction of bases to protect our border. So. Expand the military, uh, put some military bases on the southern border, underground electric fences, helicopter stations. This guy's a sicko. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Anybody who thinks
1: that you can, anytime you try to use the government to solve a particular problem, you're going to appear as, you know, I mean, it, it, it appear especially to you, people like you, as a sicko. Um, but I mean, you know, it, it, government is force, and in, in this case, clearly, if try he doesn't to,
0: know that. Clearly, he doesn't understand that government is force, and force creates unintended consequences, and that by advocating for a crackdown, which is what he's talking about here. By advocating for using force against peaceful people, which are the vast supermajority of the folks that cross the border, whether northern or southern or eastern or western, to advocate force against those people will only inevitably mean that you're going to create a police state. Because how else are you going to enforce your silly little immigration rules and restrictions? You're going to have to do police state stuff like pulling people over, searching their cars, searching people's workplaces, as they're doing now. They're doing all that stuff right now. And he doesn't say he opposes it. He he supports expanding it to include an underground electric fence. How much is that going to cost?
1: What I hear from the two things that you've read here, and, and I am looking over, and they do appear to be off of his website. RandPaul2010.com. Um, I, I hear a regular old conservative.
0: Just another one, yep think he would have learned something from his pop. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. So yeah, let, just let me know. All you guys that are kind of following the uh, political spectrum of the national level and the various different candidates that are lining up for 2010, let me know if there's actually anybody that, that even measures up to the level of a Ron Paul in the so-called slate of Ron Paul Republicans out there. That is being touted as, okay, liberty lovers, here you go. Look, we've got 30 or 40 of them. See, it's a a Ron Paul revolution.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you know, I really want to skin you on this one, and I can't. (laughs) You know, and you mentioned Peter Schiff. And from what it
0: sounds like, Peter Schiff is a pretty principled dude, from what I've heard through the grapevine, but I can't really find anything significant that he's saying on his own website. That makes me wonder about him. I I don't like that particular aspect either. There There's no issues section on Peter Schiff's campaign website, schiff dot senatecom There's an about page where he talks about the free market. That's great. I like that. Free market. Good. Yep. Good. Uh, but there's not a, a single issue listed here uh, in any detail at all. And... The guys managed to raise 1.2 million dollars. So it's it's amazing what these candidates are able to accomplish on just the sheer name recognition within the liberty
1: movement yeah. alone i you know, and and schiff has that in spades uh, the, na- the the name recognition i know that yeah. J- jason Osborne, uh, who sponsors this show he uh, that's that's his broker guy Is that uh, right? i mean you know that's that's the one he puts his money with and he trusts him implicitly i can't tell you how well he speaks of him yeah. but that doesn't say to me anything about his feeling on immigration or foreign wars i get the Im- I I can't imagine a principled guy like Jason, you know, supporting somebody who doesn't. But you know, who who knows?
0: So there you have it. A little bit more about the uh, the son of Ron Paul, Rand Paul. Uh, I think a, just a pale shadow of uh, of his father as far as understanding the concepts of liberty is concerned. But I I, I want to know. I want to put the invitation out there for everybody that is you know paying attention. Run down the list of the uh, the you know the the various so-called Ron Paul Republicans and let me know if you can find one that you believe actually measures up that could wear Ron Paul's jockstrap. Let me know if you find one. Not that I not that we're going to interview strange any,
1: analogy.
0: Not that you've never heard that one before. That's that saying that colloquialism. Maybe it's not colloquial enough. Gone one 9231 Not like we're going to interview any of these guys or anything because I. I mean, I was pretty excited about Ron Paul and what he was doing, but I can't say I've got the same level of enthusiasm about anybody running at the national level in in 2010. Of course, I don't vote in national uh, politics anymore anyway. Although, if Mary Ruart were to jump in, I might change my mind about that. Then again, I can't vote because they won't let me register to vote around here. So I'm effectively completely
2: out of the system. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything. If you're paying more than $14.95 per month for DSL, you are paying way too much. It's time to make the switch to DSL Extreme, the nation's number one internet service provider. DSL Extreme is fast. And at $14.95 per month, it's cheaper than dial up. Plus, you get free spam protection, a free modem, and 24 hour a day free local tech support with no setup fees. Just restrictions apply. Call 1 866 GetNet. That's 1 866 the number two GetNet. Or go to dslextreme.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll free at 1 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line 800 259 9231. We have the Shrine of Female Listeners on our website and it includes dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send us their validated photo or video showing they are indeed listeners of this program. You can go to shrine.freetalklive.com, see it for yourself, and if you're a lady listener, you can get involved, shrine.freetalklive.com.
1: Speaking of ladies, how would you like to get a uh, non-lethal weapon into the hands of your lady um, with the stopping power that rivals that of a handgun? It's the Tiger Light. It's an incredibly bright flashlight with an integrated pepper spray. Its high level of utility comes from the fact that it is um, out and in your hand because it's a flashlight. And unlike other weapons, there's no expectation by the person, the perpetrator or whoever it is that uh, you have to use this stuff on, this weapon on, that you have a weapon in your hand because it's a flashlight. It's a Tiger Light. You can get one today at tiger.freetalklive.com. There's a Christmas special rate there at tiger.freetalklive.com. And they uh, give you the option of uh, getting a little battery charger with it. I recommend it. It makes life a lot easier. I've got one of these, and uh, you know my wife carries it. Yeah, it looks really cool, Mark. Wish you would have gotten one for me. Yeah, well, what can I do for you, man? <laughs>
0: you know, I, think, my I fault. thought that was my okay, fault. You're accepting responsibility for it. I appreciate that. Uh, all right, so we can uh, talk to you about anything here if you want to at 800-259-9231. Uh, but, yeah, I do look forward to uh, to, to seeing that thing in action because you actually tried it, um, and you said it works pretty well, right, the Tiger Lane? In fact, you definitely sprayed yourself
1: with it or something it's, like that. It, I, you know, yeah, I did. It wasn't. <laughs> it was a, an amateur's error, and and I recommend, uh, you know, watching the the training video that comes with it. But, yeah, don't point it at your eyes. Yeah, not a good idea. All right, we go to.
0: Uh, your but fortunately, clause.
1: it's non lethal, and that's <laughs> a careless yeah. guy like me needs a non lethal weapon. There you go. If we... it had been a Glock, and it it's an entirely different thing.
0: This is legal for you to to uh, to own. It's right? non lethal. Right, it's not a deadly weapon. As a as a former uh, a guy who was in prison, you can le- you can legally hold this yes. uh, this, uh, this weapon. All right. So, uh, we continue here uh, with your calls. Gene is the Christian anarchist. He's on the line in Tennessee on the amp line. Hello, Gene.
7: Okay, before I start, uh, when did you add this uh this potting bias so that uh, the caller gets potted down whenever there's a hot and heavy conversation?
0: I'm not sure what it is you're referring to, Gene.
7: Oh, I was listening to my call from the other day, and when we got to being uh, a little bit on the uh, heated side of the conversation, the only thing that went through on the airwaves was your side of the conversation. Everything I said was potted down. So I was just wondering when you, uh,
0: when I, you started you I don't that. recall potting you down. I do recall holding you over from uh, one segment to the next and having an extended conversation with you. So uh, if you want to keep nitpicking, that's fine. Did you have something you want to talk about?
7: Yeah, I wanted to... Uh, Talk to Mark the
1: fascist. Oh, God, now I'm a fascist. Yes, sir.
7: Yep, there you are. And you were doing so well, Mark, on this (laughs) liberty bandwagon, but you've, like the alcoholic who's gone back to the bottle, you've fallen off the wagon and you're drinking from the fascist uh, bottle again. Um, I wanted to (laughs) mention that rights are, are universal. Now, whether you believe that rights are created by God, like I do, or whether you believe in some other form of where the rights come from, rights are universal. They they exist for every man, and of course, that's a neuter gender term, ladies. Don't get upset when you talk about man. You're talking about mankind, which includes the female gender. So. Uh, I have to explain that to the ladies, otherwise they get
1: upset. Well, not so, all of them. Most of them, uh, I, I suspect, realize that uh, man is a, is a you know is a general term, and that woman is in fact a specific term because you know you can yeah. use man to, to re- refer to both genders.
7: So anyway, the rights of man, which uh, my position is, they come from the Creator, and that's what uh, the founding documents of of this fiction called United States says that uh, the rights come from the creator therefore they're not defined by a line in the sand they don't exist because you're on a person up uh particular piece of geography i agree so, with
1: all this gene tell me how i'm uh, you know not doing what it is that you're saying Because you saying.
7: were talking about the people on guantanamo bay not having a right to be tried in a t- regular trial with a regular jury just like every other person
1: but i recommended now, that they get a trial uh gene i mean that's that's what i said that i recommend that they they get a trial now i i don't think the trial can go exactly the way that trials go because the organization uh that Apprehended these people does, doesn't collect evidence in the same way that a police organization does, and so therefore there's no the evidence the evidence isn't the same. So I think that that's going to have to be you know taken into to to account when one is giving so then, these people you know, a trial.
7: So then according to that due process has been violated, and these people need to be released.
1: Do you Um, now, Gene? uh, Let's assume that there's a you know bloodthirsty, evil, rabid man down in Guantanamo. I'm sure there's got to be one, right? At least at some point. What do you want to do? There is or not?
7: There may not be.
1: There may not be. Let's assume that there is. It's never been proven. What do you want to do with him? Uh,
7: At this point, he's got to be released because uh, if he's there and his rights have been violated to this extent. uh, uh, there's no way that you can have justice, and therefore you screwed it up so bad that this rabid dog has to be released, and it's your fault for violating his rights, whoever whoever is the person who violated the right. I'm not saying your, your fault, Mark, yeah. but your fault, whoever violated the man's rights. It's their fault, and that's why he needs to be released. Now, if he then goes out and commits another crime or commits a crime of violence against someone else, at that point, you need to react. But you can't now say that uh, because we screwed up his life so bad by, re- by violating every right that ever existed, now uh, we're going to have to try and patch it up and find a way to, to bring more evidence against him, even though it's imperfect evidence. I mean, you just can't do it, Mark. It's, it's over and done with. You've done the damage.
8: The
0: system that uh, was set up was supposedly set up to protect innocent people from being ro- just railroaded and all that. Of course, we've seen that innocent people get railroaded anyway. But, but a lot of people who are kind of the I, the law and order mentality will bemoan the fact that certain uh, people that they're certain are guilty are just being released because of some sort of bumbling error on the part of the police department. You know, They didn't uh, file their paperwork correctly or they didn't get the warrant signed or you know, they didn't cross their T's and dot their I's and go through all of the, uh, the steps they're legally supposed to go through. There's uh, there's a lot of bemoaning about that out there in the law and order circles. But the reason those rules exist is because if they were to do the same thing to you or one of your family members as they're doing to the people in Guantanamo, you'd be pretty outraged about it. And you'd be demanding that they adhere to their rules. And you would say things like, well, wait a minute. I thought these rights that are outlined in these, uh, this here Constitution or this Bill of Rights apply to all human beings. You're saying they only apply here? And I'm not saying you're saying this, Mark, but uh, these uh, law and order mentality people, are you saying that only applies to people that were born within? In this arbitrary plot of land i mean that seems to be their uh, their position it, i would say that uh, all human beings have rights and that means that uh, i agree with eugene i think that uh, these people have been they've been picked up illegally and they should be turned loose do you agree with me that they should be cut a you know a check or given a you know like a cash card or something like that on the way out the door because man it, they got to give, be given something for all of their wasted time
7: I think they should be compensated for some to some extent. I don't know what it would be, and I don't know where the money's going to come from. But I would like to point out something. Uh, I'd like to read something here. I hear the break coming on. All well, like right. To, what do you uh, want to read? It's uh, something from Yick Wolfe Hopkins, and it's an old 1980s case regarding a foreigner and his rights within the United All States. All right. I'll, I'll bring America.
0: it back for it, Gene, even though you were critical of me at the beginning of the call. More coming up here. Don't say I ever ne- never did nothing for you. It's Free Talk Live. Bring us anything.
2: Listen up for something free from Ruger. From now until the end of the year, buy any new Ruger bolt-action rifle and receive a free Ruger-branded Carhartt jacket, both made in America. For more information, go to Ruger.com slash Carhartt. That's Ruger.com slash C-A-R-H-A-R-T-T. Ruger rifles are known for their rugged reliability, handsome style, unique design features, and represent the best value in rifles. Go to Ruger.com and check out a Ruger rifle today. This is
0: Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial in toll free at 1 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. How much would you accept? to be spit in your face to have someone spit in your face what, literally yeah what, what what would you pay actually to have someone uh, spit in your it's face pay i yeah. wouldn't pay anything well that. we'll find out what one man paid here in a little bit uh but first we go back to gene the christian anarchist in tennessee back on the amp line gene you wanted to share something else with us go ahead
9: yeah
7: yick will v hopkins 19, 1886 and this was uh a case that I used to use a lot when uh, back in the old days when I thought that you could actually work within the system and get people to follow these rules that they that they hold so dear. Uh, but this case was about a Chinese uh, laundry man in San Francisco. a guy who was a Chinese laundry and they they uh, basically singled him out and put some rules on him so that he uh, couldn't run his business and it went all the way to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court ruled that. Golly gee whiz, even though this guy happens to not even be a U.S. citizen, he's still a a subject of the emperor of China, he still is protected by the 14th Amendment. And in there they read some of the 14th Amendment. It says, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor deny to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. Now you'll notice that's two separate parts. The first part says that you're not going to deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. It doesn't say where the person is and what country it is. Mm-hmm. It says, or, nor deny to any person within its jurisdiction. In other words, here it's talking about people that are within the, uh, the, the line in the sand called United States, the equal protection of the laws. So if you're within this country, you're defi- you are supposed to have the equal protection of the laws. But if you're not in this country... You are still, you still cannot be deprived of any life, liberty, or property without due process of law. Now, due process of law is, is has been defined supposedly by these men who write the rules as being a trial by jury, you know, uh, uh, getting a summons for search warrant and all that kind of stuff. Now, when they don't do that, it means that your rights have been violated, and it, it that's what they held in this Yick v. Hopkins that. Even though he was a Chinese uh, citizen, uh, his rights were violated, and therefore everything that the city of San Francisco did was, was uh, reversed.
0: Yeah, but Gene, that was a long time ago. Now everything's different after 9-11. I know them terrorists. They're out
9: to
7: get us. I saw a couple of them hiding behind the bushes out there today when one of them had a big old round bomb with the fuse
0: lit. He was ready (laughs) to stick it in my mailbox. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. I think he nailed you to the wall there, Mark.
1: Yeah, I didn't have anything to say.
0: All right, we continue. Uh, Here is the story out of the Associated Press where a 39-year-old Southern California man has been arrested for allegedly paying a teenager $31 to spit in his face. We'll tell you the rest of the story in a moment. But first, I want to tell you about
1: LegalZoom. What? Join more than half a million people who've trusted LegalZoom.com for their common legal documents. Incorporate your business. Create a will or a living trust. Even register a trademark. Empowering you. Protecting you. With uh, with, with legal documents that people trust, it's legalzoom.com. Use code FTL to save ten dollars off your order. It's legalzoom.com.
0: So imagine for a moment, Mark, flashback to uh, being seventeen or sixteen, sixteen-year-old Mark Edge, and some creepy dude comes up to you. This guy in his you know late thirties, about your age now, uh, comes up, to <laughs> thanks, <laughs> comes up to you and says, "Hey, kid." I'll give you thirty one dollar. I'll give you. I'll give you forty bucks, if you. Or no, no. no. I'll give you twenty bucks if you. Uh, if you spit in my face, and you look at him kind of funny. What? Are you serious? You'll give me twenty dollars if I spit in your face? How about forty? All, right, all right,
1: all right. How about thirty one? Thirty one. is what I've got in my pocket. Yeah, I'll give you every dollar I
0: have in my pocket. That's all if it could be, spit, right?
1: That's. I mean, how do you, you spit, negotiate that otherwise?
0: If you'll spit in my face. What would sixteen year old Mark say,
1: I suspect that most people for th- for thirty one bucks would probably just go ahead and okay, man <laughs>
0: uh, and I guess that's what happened. The Ventura County Sheriff's Department says Charles Hersel was arrested on Wednesday in a sting operation at a mall in Thousand Oaks w- What were they stinging there? were they looking for this guy, or were they stinging for some other reason? I not that's crazy. Yeah, it's very strange. He's free from jail, pending a court hearing. Sheriff's statement says Westlake High School students claimed Herschel had paid them to yell profanities. Apparently they were stinging for him. Uh, to yell profanities, spit, and slap him in the face. My. Several also claimed he offered them cash to urinate <laughs> and to defecate on him. Well... <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: Takes all kinds, right?
0: <laughs> a motive wasn't clear. <laughs> Apparently they haven't asked him why yet. <laughs> Authorities say Herschel contacted some teens through the MySpace social networking site. Now, who could get upset about this, right? I mean, it's not like he's trying to molest these kids. He just wants them to spit on them or slap him
1: in his face or have a nice pee on him. Well, I, <laughs> he's pay I'm i disturbed it. by it, I, I must say, but I, I don't know that I... How many times can you get paid to urinate <laughs> It's not too often I, I say, leave this man alone. <laughs> I say that there's uh there's been a, a a contract uh made here, and that these people are <laughs> the ones that uh you know that uh that, that they've made it it's it's their business not not ours Now when I saw
0: this story, the first thing I thought was what did they charge him with? What, what could this possibly be? <laughs> yeah, well, one does, it, it does beg that question, right? The, the story says that he was charged with, arrested with, and ch- charged for misdemeanor child annoyance. <laughs> Did but, you know that? Apparently, it's legal for children to annoy you, but if you annoy <laughs> someone who's considered a child by law, which, again, he was approaching teenagers, not children. Right. I believe there's a difference.
1: The most annoying of children.
0: Yeah. Uh,. So yeah, teenagers are right. Are annoying on a regular basis. <laughs> They're annoying in in many cases just to look at uh, with the <laughs> uh, the crooked hats and the flat brims and the pants falling down. But no, apparently that's all okay. Uh, but if you were They're, to th- annoy that's a teenager,
1: annoying to, to us old people, right? Yeah, right. Uh,
0: but but that's legal. It's legal for them to annoy you. It's just if you annoy them, apparently in uh, Thousand Oaks, California, that's a a misdemeanor charge. For me, it sounds to me like this was uh, you know a weird situation and i can understand that if he wouldn't go away like if he kept trying to get you to pee on him or to uh you know spit right. in
1: his face that sounds like real live annoyance to me
0: right i i could see that being the case but i mean gosh it's not hard to get the guy to go away take the 30 dollars and spit in his face <laughs> you out of money okay no more spitty spit <laughs> you like that come back tomorrow i'll be here again we hang out at the mall regularly we're teenagers. We have anything better to do. Uh, they'll, they'll go spend it in the arcade. Of course, they don't really have arcades anymore, do they? I guess some malls have the big gigantic arcades, but arcades are kind of dying out these days. Anyway, that's about the end of the story there. So, uh, so we found him. I tried to find the kids on MySpace and asked him to uh, to spit in his face and slap him. Uh, and also to uh, to yell profanities at him. I mean,
1: come on, kids do that stuff all the time. Yeah, that I I I I, I can't see any. It's the he's, strangest, gosh darned uh, story. But I can't see anything uh, you know that that I consider worthy of locking a man up for. He's a strange one, admittedly. Now, if he if he's getting off on that, like if if that's turning him
0: on, because he did ask to be defecated on at one point. Certainly has that sound to it. But if but if he, if he's getting off on this, is it prostitution to spit on someone if they've paid you for it and are getting off on it? Or is prostitution only involve a sexual act? So if he's the one doing the sexual act, as long as you aren't doing something sexual to him, it's not prostitution. But if he's if he's orgasming uh, over the fact that you spit in his face,
1: <sighs> I, I don't know. I, I it's. I don't know. This is this is uh, an area where I would think that they would use the the system to shame the guy rather than, in fact, uh, you know, figure out that I don't know. It's crazy.
0: Can you imagine being in the cell with this guy in jail? Hey, what are you in for? <laughs> I don't know.
1: I want teams to spit on me. You look a little young. Here, I'll give you my cookie from yeah. lunch. Here's my oatmeal.
0: 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever you want. Take control of the airwaves. Coming up, private schools aren't safe from the police. We'll explain what happened and take your calls about whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian with you. And Julia. And Mark, Julia, sitting in for the remainder of the program. Uh, coming up, we'll be talking about tipping uh, as well as illegal laundry here
1: in Moments, 800-259-9231. Free Talk Live has teamed up with M&S Press to offer you the only complete writings of Lysander Spooner. If you're interested in buying this very, very, very rare set with uh, exclusive content that you cannot find anywhere else, plenty of it, you already know who Lysander Spooner is and how influential he was for the Liberty Movement. You will, in fact, be the only one on your block with this uh, uh, six-volume library-quality bound set for $335. Go to spooner.freetalklive.com. If you don't make, if you don't go there and, and get this handled relatively quickly there, you'll, you'll just never, ever, ever have another chance like this again. Spooner.freetalklive.com.
0: All right, so we are here to take your phone calls. If you dial in, you can make them about whatever you want, 800-259-9231. Plus, you can tune us in uh, on the Internet at listen.freetalklive.com. We've got a broadband stream, a dial-up stream, a webcam, and even the brand-new Free Talk Live Listen lines, which will allow you to listen to Free Talk Live over any phone that has the ability to dial long distance. Now, we're doing something tonight that's a little unusual. There have been some complaints uh, about the free talk live webcam and we uh, use one of the the various different uh, free webcam providers so well what do you want i'm not paying for it so can't really guarantee that it's always going to work very well but there are competitors out there and so because people have complained about the existing webcam provider having some uh, some issues with providing the service I've decided to open up a poll at poll.freetalklive.com. We're currently streaming out video on three different webcam providers. We're streaming out on uh, tonight, tonight only. Uh, we're streaming out on Ustream, on Livestream, and on Justin.tv. So Ustream.tv, uh, Livestream.com, and Justin.tv. We've got all three streams going. You can link to all three of them over at poll. P O L L poll. dot Poll or pull? pull poll. P O L L. I got gotcha. you. And let us know which one you like the best. Right now, it's a dead heat. Uh, all, all there have only been five votes so far, and I've I've sent out an update email about this. I've posted to the Facebook, and hardly anyone has voted. So I figure I'll well, mention it on the air.
6: Our live,
1: um, the live audience on Friday is probably the the worst night of yeah. the week uh, as far as live audiences go. I mean, people are getting ready. Yeah, but to go I sent out.
0: the email out. Hours ago, so I'm I'm shocked that we've had so uh, so few votes. So your vote can make a big difference because there are very few people that have actually voted at this point. Uh, Of course, ah, democracy. Yeah, of course, it's not real democracy because I don't guarantee to uh, to go with the highest voted option. I'm just interested in hearing what people have to say about how well these different streaming services are working for you. So far, a lot of the people in the chat room over at chat.freetalklive.com are saying they're really liking the live stream. That it's uh, it's very stable. It's sounding good. Uh, it's not having the exhibiting the same problems that uh, that Ustream was exhibiting, but others are saying on the thread poll. Freetalklive. Com that Justin. is more popular than LiveStream or Ustream, so maybe we would get more more viewers if we were streaming there. However, I must say that LiveStream is a much more professional. Uh, level kind of a service. So we're evaluating, and we could use your input. Please go to poll.freetalklive.com. Take a look at the three different streaming options there, and cast your vote. And let us know what you think. Poll.freetalklive.com. Tell me, Mark, about illegal laundry. Well,
1: um, I, I don't know if it's entirely illegal at this point, but um, Pennsylvania residents fight for the right to hang laundry. Carolyn Fayek... Uh, pegs her laundry to uh, three clotheslines strung between trees outside her 18th century farmhouse, knowing that her actions annoy local officials who have asked her to stop. Mm. Uh, Falek is among the growing number of people across America fighting for the right to dry their laundry outside against a rising tide of housing associations who oppose the practice despite its energy saving green appeal. Hmm. Although there are no formal laws in this uh, southeast Pennsylvania town against drying laundry outside, a town official called Falick, um to ask her to stop drying clothes in the sun. She received two anonymous notes from neighbors saying that they did not want to see her underwear flapping about. They said oh that. Oh my it- gosh. People are such prudes.
3: And how much of her clothing is underwear? Like, she just washes <laughs> underwear true. and that's it? Like, 50 pairs minute. of underwear just flapping in the wind.
0: Well, I mean, isn't that what you do? You're supposed to wash the different laundry types together?
3: No, you together? wash
0: colors together. You don't wash
3: underwear together okay. and well, you, bras if, together. If
1: you only have... <laughs> yeah, right, yeah I, that much is true. I suppose you could have all white underpants, and that would be the day that they would be more likely to see yeah. them. I, I mean, I, I hesitate. I, you know, how <laughs> offensive is this underwear? Is this... is, 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 is Is she wearing just regular, uh, you know, Hanes her way? (laughs) Is you know, carrying the? I don't know. I've I've got a picture here of her. She seems well.
3: And aren't most laundry hanging things in people's backyards? Like, I would imagine that is the case ninety percent of the time.
1: Yeah, it's not like people advertise it, but you know, who knows? I, I, I I I don't know. I I don't know. Yeah, I would
0: imagine that in many places it's probably against government codes to put laundry uh, hanging areas in in a front yard, so it's it's likely illegal to have your laundry lines. Uh, out in a, out in the front yard, which would mean it's probably her her backyard or her adjacent neighbors, uh, the ones on the sides of her house that are complaining about this.
1: Yes, well, it, it, I think you're jumping to a conclusion. I, there. I, that's what I said. Say. Probably, that's the, what I said. Well, the, the, and this is all the better reason why you should go meet your neighbors, be on good relations with your neighbors. Yeah. It's always So they a come good to idea. you
0: instead of well, I guess they did come and they, by writing a letter to her, right? It was anonymous, it an, an, le- anonymous letters. An, anonymous letter, Cowards.
1: Yeah. They said it made the place look like trailer trash, he said, out in a yard across the street from a uh, row of neat suburban houses. They said they didn't want to look at my unmentionables. Uh, Felix said she's not in a homeowner's
0: association, right?
1: Because they mentioned
0: homeowner's associations in the story, but it
1: didn't sound like she was. She's in an 18th century farmhouse. That would have been probably unlikely. Yeah. Yeah. Felix says she hangs her underwear inside um, the uh, effervescence. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Eff- effervescent 54-year-old is one of a growing number of Americans demanding the right to uh, dry laundry on clotheslines despite local rules and a culture that frowns upon it. The interests are uh, represented represented the Community Laundry List, a group that argues... People can save money and reduce carbon emissions by not using their electric or gas dryers, uh, according to the group's executive director. You know, and it is really a growing movement. The fact is, more and more people are doing it. And uh, you know, with in the with the economy the way it is, and you know, an electrical element draws a great deal of uh, electricity. It costs more than you might imagine to dry your clothes, and I think it's fine that people want to dry them outside. I think they should be able to do that. I had a laundry line, and every once in a while I'd put some things out when I was in Florida. Uh, I haven't done that up here in New Hampshire. It seems, uh, you know, not what I want to do. Plus, sucks when it <laughs> rains. Yeah. When it rains, it's not such a great thing, and uh, plus, you know, you get the heat in the house here in New Hampshire. You want that extra heat, so, you know, Whatever.
0: Uh, so is that it? So so what's happening? They're just, they're just asking her they're, at this point. Th- right? Yeah,
1: this they're, they're they're bringing up the issue and they're sort of you know hassling the woman. Mm-hmm. And you know, once the government gets involved, that something's coming down the pipe. Whether they're going to pass a law, they're going to hassle her about some kind of zoning issue. Yeah. they're going to come after they'll find her. something.
0: Yeah, they're gonna even if it's ask. not the laundry, they'll find some sort of violation. And you said this was in where? What was the state again?
1: This called? was in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, okay. And, and it's from foxnews.com, but. I you know I I I feel for the woman but I think that she has she has the right to do what she's she's doing here.
0: Absolutely. If she's not in a if if she's not in a homeowners association or under some sort of deed restrictions then I say more power to her. Your yeah. thoughts at 800-259-9231.
1: I think it's uh, not a great way to dry say towels and stuff like that. I think that they Oh,
3: I think it's so gross. It's 2009, please. Dryers are awesome. Well, your clothes are fluffy and they smell fluffy. good.
0: Sure. But the well, environment, Julia, the environment. So.
3: My ex-boyfriend's mother, only she did not own a dryer. She only, drew, like, dried the clothes. And they wow. just felt, like, crisp. And it was a totally different feel. I really like dryers. I would never want to do that. But I you mean, can't if really you use... like your jeans stiff, yeah, they come and up, you stiff. go for it, I guess. <laughs>
0: Also, I guess you get sun fading, too, right, from drying outside? I
3: imagine that's the case.
1: Some level level, of it. Plus, I really like
3: that I can walk across from my washing machine and put them in the dryer instead of going and standing outside for 15 minutes and hanging them all up individually by clothespins.
1: So the the ex-boyfriend's mom, did she work? Yes. Okay. Just wanted to, you know, just wanted to be clear. Now, does... Drying clothes outside probably doesn't
0: work very well if the sun is not out, right? So if it's if it's it works overcast, best with the sun, yeah. Yeah, if it's overcast, you're not going to have very much.
1: So uh, you know, I mean, it depends. I, I, certainly, I'm well, sure. Well, they'll
3: that air, can... air dry. It'll just slower,
1: a lot slower. The, the sun dries them quick. Yeah, I think that if what you
0: want is to avoid seeing your neighbor's underwear or to avoid <laughs> seeing their unmentionables, as the prudes were calling them, then you should be living in a deed-restricted community. You should be living in a place wherein you can outline all of these things that you don't want your neighbors to do in advance and have them agree to it. I think the people that are upset about this should move or get a life. Find something else to do with your time rather than nitpick about what your, your, uh, your neighbors do on their property. Busybodies all over the place. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We'll take your calls about whatever you want. Coming up, Hour 3 is on the way. This is Ian. Have you heard of the Millionaire Patriot? You should. He has a free handgun and five days of firearms training waiting for you. That's right. You can attend five days of world-class gun training at Front Sight Firearms Training Institute and secure a 30-state concealed weapon permit, all for pennies on the dollar. Plus, if you act fast, the Millionaire Patriot will give you a free Springfield Armory XD pistol in the caliber of your choice. Now is the time. You and your family need to be armed and trained to levels that exceed law enforcement and military standards. Front Sight provides such training without any boot camp mentality or drill instructor attitudes. And the Millionaire Patriot is paying his own money to help you get it. This is real. Thousands have already taken advantage of it, and you should too. Don't miss out. Secure a Front Sight defensive handgun course plus 30-state concealed weapon permit for pennies on the dollar and get your free handgun. Go to FrontSight.com today. That's F-R-O-N-T-S-I-G-H-T dot com. Go to FrontSight.com for your training and free gun. Again, that's frontsite.com. FrontSight.com. Free Talk Live launching into the third hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves. Just dial on in toll free to 1 eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 800 259 9231. Tonight it's Ian with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Right into your phone calls, we go to Enemy of the State calling from Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live, Enemy of the State.
10: Hey, guys. How's it going?
0: What's on your mind tonight? Uh,
10: Just calling out of a little concern for Mark. All right. So, Mark, um, as a, um, you know, the show's uh, resident minarchist. Okay. Do you ever, over over time, as I listen and and principled uh, advocates of liberty and freedom kind of break down all of your all of your fears of what things would be like without the state, your Cox roads and courts thing has been uh, uh, broken down with, you know, and, and even met your reason um, where I can remember, you know, I've been listening for a while. I can remember several times that people have kind of broken them down and you went, hmm, okay. Uh, are you ever concerned that at some point if you, if you keep this up that you'll become somewhat of a caricature of yourself?
1: <laughs> um, I think that uh, you know the the stance that I've taken, and I, I guess you you know you probably haven't been listening. You'd have to listen really closely to get the uh, the stance that I've taken. I haven't come out um, and said it outright, and I'm sure there are people that wonder, just like you have. Um, but essentially, what I'm saying now is um, that I'm believe that there's an inevitability that we're going to have. Freedom, um, you know, maybe maybe even complete freedom, like Ian talks about um, in, in the future. I think that in order to get there, however, we need to take steps and those steps need to be measured and they need to be um, you, you know, people. You need to not scare the pants off of people. And I think Ian's very, very bad at that. I think Ian's very, very good at getting people motivated, uh, perhaps even getting them to move to New Hampshire to, to, you know, do all these things. But I think that, as far as holding their hand and and uh, you know, feeling their fear and their pain, not so good at that. Um, he he doesn't mind sticking them to the ceiling and scaring the crap out of them. And I think that the uh, the Liberty movement suffers. So, I recommend. <laughs> a cops courts that's right. and roads the road movement
0: suffers because i'm here doing this radio show six nights a week yeah in
1: i think you could do it more efficiently um and and i i offer a cops courts and roads in term step for people that are scared and that's all i'm saying i don't know and don't believe as a matter of fact that we're going to have you know this complete liberty peace anarchy thing that that ian talks about anywhere in my lifetime i don't expect it um and you know i don't think that humans are are ready for it and so you know That's kind of my stance now.
10: You're constantly presented with the logic of it. And uh, one night you revealed your hand a little bit uh, when you – some guy called you and was picking on you and you said uh, (laughs) – you revealed your hand when you said, look, dude – I have a financial incentive to be the antagonist on this
1: show. Oh well, I do. I do have the uh, financial incentive, and I still am the antagonist on this show. Um, I have, you know, figured out another stance to take that's, you know, perhaps another step closer to liberty um, that I can, you know, I can take and start to still be able to argue with Ian. And it makes to me a heck of a lot more sense than you know whatever Ian is. I'm not that dude. Listen to him; <laughs> he sounds insane.
10: <laughs> well. <laughs> So my concern is that, um, you know, if you you can't continue to debate positions that you don't truly hold yourself. So as you become more and more convinced that some of these things are – some of these statements you're making are actually uh, probably not true or, or you don't truly believe them yourself, that you could become – basically a character
1: no no i want you to listen closely um when i when i do talk about them and you know i'm i'm ready to be held my, my feet held to the fire on these issues i just want i you know listen closely when i when i do it because i you know the, the stance i take i believe is you know is principled for what i you know what i've uh, outlined for you at this point and you don't believe you're being untrue to yourself I, I don't and i don't think i you know i think i don't think i'm going to be I, I, i'm not concerned with what you're talking about because ian will always sound nuts as long as I've known him, one of the first times I met the guy, he was uh, shirtless doing uh, beep, deep knee bends or something in the in the radio studio out of uh, Clear Channel. It was it was bizarre and weird, you know. Here I am standing in a suit. He's there, long hair, <laughs> facial hair, sweating in the studio. It's like. What are you doing, you crazy, crazy man? And he's like, he's got a big bottle of water. He says, "I'm sick of paying for beverages. I'm drinking nothing but water from here out." Out. He 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 made some kind of vow to drink a gallon of. Water. The man's crazy, okay? And that's the one that you're holding up as. Well, you know, it's a, you're going to be a caricature of yourself if you don't agree with Ian. What? No, that guy's nuts. I know him. I
10: wasn't speaking of Ian so much. as mostly the uh, the callers that actually call in, and uh, Ian does a pretty good job, but you've also uh, dragged him toward utilitarianism a good bit as well. Is that
0: right? How so? Yeah.
10: Oh, I've called you guys out a few points that i picked on you about, especially on the voting topic and oh. such. Um,
0: where where, where am I, a, a utilitarian?
1: Well, kind of why is not voting principled?
10: Specifically.
1: What? Oh, because uh, I voted. Because, right, voting is utilitarian. You're, you're, he's right.
10: The position that you you have you even stated, I, Mark has convinced me on this that doing this is not this. Um, it's uh, so he's kind of brought. Yeah, you
1: well, well, just because I have a, a opinion doesn't mean that it is minarchist or statist or uh, utilitarian. It, voting is utilitarian because it works. But um, to some small, small extent, it's, it's, it fractionally works. But let me know when it works. Well, well I could tell you. I, I, I've given examples. If you've had the uh, the, uh, the you know, if you heard the arguments here on the air, for instance, the fire truck won right, by the one fi- vote. Right. The yeah, the fire truck in my town won or lo- No, the, they that was a utility truck won by a vote, and the fire truck lost by six. You know, there you go. Well, they don't have a fire truck. They do have a utility one. They'll probably have the fire truck this year. Well, so
10: to your credit, Mark. To your credit, like I say, you do. Uh... You do um, when you're presented with the logic, you you own up to it. And you say, yeah, that that does make sense. So,
0: well, and uh, when he's when he's recently when he's talked about his cops, courts, and roads thing, he he usually prefaces it by saying that, that something to what you said earlier that you like the ideas of of true freedom, but you're you don't feel like you should be communicating those because you feel like it's well, better to communicate the uh, you know the small smaller government ideas. Also,
1: for I'm for what works and. Um, you know, I need to see these things work and, and and be in action before I'm prepared to uh you know just just go jump into the deep end of the pool on this one. And I think it's you know when when society's hanging in the balance, I think it's worth having some experiment.
0: Thank you, enemy. Appreciate the call, enemy of the state in Michigan. Thanks for the call tonight. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one.
1: Should have asked him about the silver dumb going for six hundred grand.
0: Oh yeah, well, what are you gonna ask him about it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who doesn't think that's crazy? but maybe it's not so crazy it's that's the market value right i mean that's what the market will bear for the the silver dome for those of you that were not listening the silver dome in near detroit uh former home of the detroit lions sold for under 600,000 dollars it was originally it originally, originally cost 55 million dollars for the city to build back in the 1970s likely would have cost far more had it been built uh today but even at the 55 million dollar price tag its sale price was less than, was about 1%. That's yeah, crazy. It was amazing. All right, we continue with Jim in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Hello, Jim.
9: Hey, how are you guys doing? What's
0: on your mind tonight?
9: Well, uh, you know, my wife uh, brought home a, uh, a paycheck last night, and um, uh, it was a rather peculiar one because uh, the entire amount of the paycheck was taken out in uh, federal income tax, Social Security tax, and Medicare tax.
1: Is she uh, a waitress?
9: No, well, she she uh, it, 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 it was a commission check, so it's something she gets above and beyond her her mm. usually salary. But um, you know, because of the withholding thing, and you know, we're married, and you know, you have this just you know these strange withholding things, which I frankly don't understand them.
0: You're not uh, supposed it's just, to.
9: The entire amount was taken out. It's zero. It, wow. It's the, thing at the bottom says this is not a check. <laughs> uh,
1: that's amazing. Uh, that's going to be a good feeling. So
0: it's because she didn't make uh, any sales and she didn't uh, rise above a certain level. Oh, no, no. Well,
9: yeah, I guess you didn't rise above a certain. Yeah, she didn't rise. To, I mean, it wasn't a huge check. It was only like, you know, a couple hundred bucks. But still, I mean, it, that's that's terribly frustrating to, uh, you know, work uh, work for uh, your whole week and uh, you're, you get the commission check. You're excited. I mean, this is the first one she's gotten for this job. And, uh, you know, we were really looking forward to it. She opens up the envelope and.
0: Zero. Wow.
1: Yeah. that's, I, <laughs> that's
0: That'll good. really nail it home for anybody that didn't really think taxes were a problem. Right. When, when well, she, t-
9: she certainly has uh, really come on board with my whole uh, abolishing income tax, abolishing federal reserve. This really kind of pushed her over the edge.
0: I bet it did. Thanks for sharing that with us. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Coming up, tipping. Somebody was arrested over tipping. Explain what happened here and take your calls about whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, you are invited to take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free, and those features include the Facebook profile or the Facebook group. You can go to facebook.freetalklive.com, get signed up. That's facebook.freetalklive.com.
1: And Freetalk Live has teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some of the best darn prices on gold and silver uh, that you're going to find on the Internet. Uh, go to gold.freetalklive.com. That's gold.freetalklive.com. If you don't have the money right now and you want to save some, on a, you can you can lock them in by calling this number and putting them on layaway at 877-857-9938, 877-857-9938, com.
0: Let's talk to Dave in Montana. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live with you and Julia and Mark.
8: Hey, how are you guys doing tonight? Hey,
0: Dave, what's on your mind tonight?
8: Uh, you, the one guy was talking about taxes, and it made me think here, uh, this new medical plan that New medical chains they're going to put on us here is a clandestine form of tax that will uh, tax, you know, everything you do in the medical field. And, and then they're going to try to tell you that because you're not living right, you're not going to get the medical that you need. So they're going to even go into how you live, you know, and tax that. it's And the way it it taxes tax is because the insurance people is in cahoots with the government now. We bail them out. Well,
0: they've been in cahoots with the government for a long time. That's why yeah. they're so well established. That's why they're so well, few. They're
8: like, they're like the snake in the garden. They go, surely you want to share the risk <laughs> with us. So that sounds intimidating. So you will pay tribute. Every month to us.
0: Yeah. In fact, they're going to mandate it if they get their way. And you'll go to
8: jail if you don't want to pay.
1: That's right. Well, the one thing the insurance companies don't understand is if they do get in bed with the government here. It's um,
8: doomsday. Yeah,
1: it's it's over for them.
8: It is over for them. That's why you can't buy insurance the way you want. Even now, you can't buy it out of state at a better price.
1: That's the government's uh, doing, not the
0: insurance companies doing. Well, it is the insurance companies to some extent because they want to restrict competition. So the
8: insurance companies... Well, who is the best customer of the insurance companies? The government. They got the most employees, and they're all on insurance that the taxpayer pays for them. You know, they we give them their medical care and their pension. It is true what
0: you're saying, Dave. That uh, when the government health care system comes down, that more controls will also be placed upon you.
8: Somebody's got to pay you off this. Deficit, man. We're on twelve trillion bucks now, or something like that. Nothing Somebody's good. Somebody's got to pay for the war, you know.
0: <laughs> Julie, I bet you're excited about having this uh, this new government health care plan come out. I mean, they're going to mandate that everybody has to uh, to pay for health insurance. And uh, you're currently uninsured, isn't that right? You've got dental, right. but that's it. But that's it. This is it.
3: actually something that really pisses me off because I don't have ins- health insurance because I choose not to have it. I can't afford it. I just personally, at this time in my life, see it as a complete waste of money when i'm 30 35 maybe i'll start thinking about it but right now i'm pretty healthy and if i get sick i get over it i don't go to the doctor
0: so so when the federal government decides to uh to charge you on your paycheck that'll be great because then you'll have health care and health insurance coverage yeah and, uh, i won't
3: use it i'll just be pissed off and more poor
1: yeah fewer dollars to take home at the end of the month uh, and plus the fact uh, many people when they um, you know, some people when they, take off work, they you know miss the money which still it's not fair like for instance servers still have to pay for government for the insurance however they're not going to get paid when they go, don't go to work where some people will do get paid when they get to go to work so it's um don't go to work so it's still an unfair system they're talking about we're going to make it fair so everybody has access to health care well some people still aren't going to have access because they can't miss the day off work dave thanks for the call tonight i appreciate
0: hearing from you let's talk to robert in washington you're on free talk live robert
11: hi guys hey um,
0: what's on your mind tonight robert
11: Oh, not much. I hear Dave a lot, and I really like that guy. I'm, I'm probably pretty close. I got I mean, to uh, meet up with him sometime. But um, anyways, I'm kind of more of a marker than, I guess, an Ian-er.
0: <laughs> a marker, okay.
11: What about a julia or? <laughs> well, you know, I don't know that much about Julia. I hear her She's every very now mysterious. and then. And I think Mark had my, my favorite statement out of uh, all you free talk livers when he... <laughs> You guys said what you would do when you'd stop time, and he said he would do something. He would yeah, do something yeah. with Julia's breasts. Or <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> I said something huh? like that. I bet he would. Yeah. Balance. I laughed. Funny and, he, statement. and that, that kind of had me, why I called in. I was I was thinking about the underwear issue on the line, and Julia doesn't mind because she probably doesn't wear any underwear. I do not. I, I was thinking. Um, Wait well, a
0: that, That's not true. I've seen you wearing bras. That's true. I wear bras,
3: but only because if I didn't, I would look like a whore. And I that's like I don't think that, but other people would think that, and yeah. that's really just that social restriction makes me uncomfortable. It
0: wouldn't go over very well, likely, as a at work. Uh, it, yeah, no. it, it's uh-huh. as a manager of a restaurant too. Yeah, well, I mean, it would go, a go a over couple. well with your male customers, I'm sure of that. But
1: it, uh, I think it makes people uncomfortable um, sometimes too. I mean, you know, speaking as a male, standing in front of a you know girl doesn't have a doesn't have a bra, on, sometimes you can be like, <laughs> you want right. to look at, I, at
3: my basic issue with it is woman. it's it's the most comfortable, and if I. If it wasn't a big deal to other people, I really wouldn't care, but I feel like it just draws unnecessary attention to, like, my nipples, and that's not really <laughs> – that just makes people – I could see why that would make some people a little uncomfortable. Guys I don't
0: just know. can't help themselves. They just want to look Only there if they, if they see the the, uh, the nips stick, sticking through.
11: Yeah. yeah. So go ahead with your thoughts. Oh, well, I just had a couple more, and it was uh, my my grandfather. He's an, um, an orthodontist, and he makes quite a bit of money, and he stays – at this really group of... um am oh, here right now. For oh. Oh. You have to
0: take the pillow away from the phone. What happened? I don't know. He's oh. doing something down there. Oh.
11: That's my all right? 5 o'clock shadow there my I goodness. against the phone. I was, I'm on a corded phone. It's a really dangerous shadow. My girls. Anyway, go um, ahead with your thoughts. Oh, sorry. Um, so my grandfather, he's an orthodontist. He makes quite a bit of money and he lives in this really nice community. And the people there, you know, they drive the Mercury Mariners and all that. And they they, 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 you know, they stick their nose up at anybody and they all have their opinions and they don't care what anybody else thinks, you know, and they all have their own little kingdoms there. And, and if you were to hang your laundry out, they would definitely turn you into the uh, authorities or the, you know, the covenant. Yeah, but that's a
0: deed restricted neighborhood. Yeah. So that's completely within their, they're completely within their rights in that case.
11: Oh, yeah, yeah. But I mean, they, I, they know, may
0: I still don't... be, but there's certainly still a bunch of snobs, but. At least they have uh, outlined that they're snobby in advance, and you knew what you were getting into when you moved there. Oh,
11: yeah, yeah. And that was it. I mean, I don't hang my laundry out because i got bad allergies, and my allergies told me not to do it. Very good.
0: Hey, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Watch out for that 5 o'clock shadow. It might get in your phone's way. 800-259-9231. Actually, it sounded like he was dealing with some kids.
1: In the background, had that sound too. Yeah,
0: yeah. Always a good idea to go into another room if the kids are in the same room, just because they don't, they don't know you're on a talk radio show, and yeah. they don't know the, you know, they don't know the rules. They don't understand these things. They just social conventions. Yeah, they just want, they just want daddy's attention. They don't know that uh, that you're on the air. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL C A I toll free line. So coming up, tipping. Did you know that you could be arrested if you don't tip? I'm not saying don't tip. I think tipping's a good idea. But I don't know if it's a good idea to arrest someone who didn't do it. We'll find out what the details are here. Maybe he did deserve it after all. I don't know, I don't know the story, but Mark, you do. And uh, you'll be sharing it with us. 800-259-9231 is the SACL cai toll-free line. And your thoughts about whatever you want goes if you make the call. This is Free Talk Live. 1-800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. We'll This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever is on your mind. Dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's in with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there free, including the Free Talk Live chat room. You can go in during the show or any other time you want. Most, of course, the best time to find people is during the live show at chat.freetalklive.com. That's chat.freetalklive.com.
1: Find out about the uh, internship programs that they have for the Institute for Humane Studies at libertarianinternships.com. They uh, still have summer and fall internships available, and they're in public policy, journalism, uh, even production for films and alternative media. Go to libertarianinternships.com, that includes a stipend, housing assistance, uh, you know, courses. They, they, they train you well for this. Libertarianinternships.com. Tipping it's a,
0: con- it's, it's a controversial subject in some circles, and I can understand in many cases why, and maybe we'll get into that here in a moment, but the story mark that you have for us is about a man who was actually arrested because he didn't leave a tip. Now normally, it's just bad, uh, bad form to not tip, presuming you had good service and
1: or at least p- passable service, uh, but in this case, being arrested for it, what happened? Well, this is from NBCPhiladelphia.com. If you're frustrated by poor service at a restaurant, think twice before you decide not to tip. You may be in for a bit more than just a dirty look from the waiter. I'm trying to do my uh, my news anchor. How do you think? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Nobody, nobody wants to be forced to pay a tip or be arrested for terrible service. Leslie Pope said uh, when her happy hour ended in handcuffs. Pope and John Wagner were hauled away by police and charged wow. with two people theft for not paying the mandatory 18% gratuity, totaling $16 after eating at the Lehigh pub in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania with six friends. Pope claimed that they had um, to wait nearly an hour for their order um, and that she had to get napkins and silverware from for the table herself. At this point, I became very annoyed because I had already gone up to the bar myself to have my soda refilled because the waitress was never um, had never come back. After the bill of $73 came, the group decided, uh, the group paid for the food, drinks, and tax, but refused to pay the tip. After explaining the bad service to the bartender in charge, Pope claimed the, he took their money, called the police. The couple was handcuffed and placed in the back of a police car. What about the other four people? Um, I understand, I, 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 look, Ian, I'm, I'm reading the story Okay, i You I'm can just listen. Saying. I understand that, uh, you know, we didn't pay the gratuity, but it was a gratuity. It wasn't something that was required, said Wagner. The owner admitted that the group waited unusually long for their food, but said the pub was extremely busy that night. He said managers offered to comp the food. A claim the couple denies ever happened. Hmm. And I suspect that's true. You're, wait, wait, what's true? That, the, that it, they did not, uh, you know, offer to comp the food because...
3: Was it at a chain restaurant, or was it, you know, or a local
1: restaurant? It, 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 was, it sounds like a local restaurant to me, the the Lehigh whatever um, here is what it was called. Lehigh pub. Mm -hmm, Yeah. it it doesn't sound like a uh, a chain. Um, So so I I kind of, you know, with the circumstances are laid out in this article, I tend to believe, you know, why would these people say, no, no, we want to pay for the food. We just don't want that waitress to get, you know, why would, why would anyone care at this point? So they they need to call the cops for that. That sounds like bullcrap to me. The manager saying that they tried to comp the food.
0: Well, This is an interesting situation because in in a lot of places where you have a uh, a certain amount of people, they will add in a gratuity to the uh, to the bill, and it states that on the menu as such. If you have over you know six six or more participants in your party, we will add a a mandatory gratuity gratuity on your bill. So in that case, it's not really a a tip anymore; it's it's just part Part of of the bill. bill. Um, so in that case, they would have been ducking out on part of the bill, despite their. But their they hadn't
1: ducked out of the the restaurant at this point. They were taken out of the restaurant in handcuffs. They had a dispute True. on site. This was absolutely the the, the police. The, the, these police stepped out of line. Sorry, uh, these people hadn't stolen anything. You've got to leave the premises in order to have stolen. They they had a dispute with the owners. They, if they the were owners, having it out. Yeah, yeah. They, they the owners claimed away. that they offered to comp the food, which is uh, you know seems like absolute bullcrap to me. Well, they they should have offered in front of the police
0: like the police should have showed up and then they should have
1: investigated right i mean shouldn't if well they, the police often mediate and i i don't know i wasn't there but this is very very strange behavior all around um i don't understand why the restaurant would do this i it sounds to me like the the manager wasn't there and that the head bartender, you know, the, the head of the, uh, the uh, you know, the, the sort of the working class guy says, mm-hmm. you can't get away without paying our tip. That's what's on. The rules are on here and you've got to do it. So he calls the cops. The cops are like, yeah, yeah, yeah you're stealing, whatever. They they made their decision. And it's just well, what do you think
0: should happen if somebody is if you're at a restaurant and you've got over the, the amount of people to trigger the 18 percent or whatever gratuity is the mandatory gratuity. What should be? What should be your recourse if you get real crap can service?
3: Well, most, at least definitely at pretty much any chain restaurant I've ever seen on the menu. And I'm sure that the policy is very similar at, at mom and pop restaurants, but it actually says on the menu, you know, there's a gratuity for this this many people However, if you have a problem, you know, come go see the manager. It like says if, that
0: on the menu, too? Yeah,
3: it doesn't say if you have a problem, it says it in a nicer way, but mm. it does say that if you, for some reason, do not believe that your server believe, uh, deserves the 18% gratuity, then you need to ask for a manager.
0: And that's what sounds like they did in this case. They went up and they talked
1: to the bartender. Right, and who was very busy and called the police. It, see, now this that,
3: is, no matter what, I'm sorry, is out of line.
1: Calling the cops? Yes. Yeah, that, that's a crazy way to uh, to settle this th- right. This particular dispute. I actually
3: but it, worked at a small mom-and-pop restaurant, and there would be occasions where somebody would come in and not tip. And I can tell you that we would remember that person, and if they came in again, they had one free chance, maybe it was a mistake, and if sure. they came in again, they didn't tip, my boss would actually go over and say, I'm sorry, like my girls work for tips, so... I don't want you to come in here anymore.
1: I think most uh, most restaurants really don't care what happens to their servers and uh, but you
8: know well,
3: and my, I, the I think thing this is, was an unusual atmos- place atmosphere at a mom and pop restaurant versus a chain restaurant is completely different. I can tell yep. you right now chain restaurants do not give a crap about whether or not you whether or not you get tips.
1: I worked as a server for three months and I still remember the guy who stiffed me. Right. You know, I mean, Oh, it <laughs> uh, hurts, man. Right. It's it, you, you, you. You know, you're working for that tip. You're working hard and, you know, that you get stiffed. And I believe that this was over his wife's accent um, when asking for some iced tea. I thought she said us. She said us As And I thought she wanted Osti Spumanti, So I brought her some. I, I you know, this this <laughs> is the kind of county that it could have been these kind of people, who, you know, found alcohol to be a very bad thing and then stiffed me for that. I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, that's just, you know, that's what happened. And I'm assuming that that was the case. So I know that servers hate getting stiffed. I think that people should have the right. I generally, if I'm upset with the service, I will write a note and leave a 10% or something like that.
3: That's what I would do, actually. And it's been a while since I've gotten bad service. But there was one time, maybe like six months ago, where I got bad service and I left 10% and I left a tip. And just said, you know, because I, I feel like since I'm young... There are times when I go into a restaurant and and peep servers will automatically just judge me and say, and I've heard other waitresses and stuff say this, so I know this kind of stuff goes on. But oh, those are kids; they're not going to tip, and it tends to be the case that young people don't tip as well, mm-hmm. typically. And Canadians. However, that is so true, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> but I do tip well. If you and and I'm not, I don't require a ton of service, but come back to my table every once in a while, yeah. you know. And I had a server who just ignored me. The check was on the table for twenty minutes, and and uh, I left ten percent, and I left a really nasty note about how stupid it was to profile young customers because I would have left a nice tip. Yeah.
0: Well, okay, this is interesting because I never heard of the note uh, approach before. Well, it, it, well I if like people, that. if you have a pen and a piece of paper,
3: exactly. If people, well, and if you pay you with a credit card, they give you a pen Generally. with the bill. I'm sorry, but. How are you supposed to know you suck if no one ever tells you? Right, and this yeah.
1: is this is the thing that I've always felt. Um, you know, when it comes to neighbors and you call the police on them or you sneak out on a on a bill with a server, that server doesn't know why it is you snuck out. Um, and and this is this has happened. With, you know, when I've gone on dates or something like that, and the and the girl feels like you know we both feel like we got bad service, and and you know they don't want to leave a tip at all, and I'm like, there's no way I'm leaving here without you know I'm leaving something on this table, and so I've left a note explaining why i left no tip
0: i like that i like that approach because i i've had bad service before and i found myself in a place of thinking to myself well i want to communicate this but i don't want to go to the management and throw them under the bus so leaving the server a a note personally you're leaving the note for the server yes you leave
3: it with the tip or the Uh, bill.
0: i think that's an interesting way to approach it 800-259-9231 your thoughts on tipping are you a no tipper dial in it's free talk live
3: this program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. Only moments remain, though. Enough time for your call if you make it right now at 800 259 Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. And those features include live streams, the updates, the Shrine of Female Listeners. If you like this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you like the fact that we give you all of the features on the website for free, if you enjoy all that stuff, well, what we ask from you is a simple vote although we are going to ask you to do it a few more times. Uh, It's the Podcast Awards time of year. It happens once a year. We've been in the Podcast Awards for the last four years, and this is the fifth year, and now we're nominated again. Uh, Except this year, it's going to be the most difficult, likely, of all of the years for us, because we've got some pretty heavy competition uh, in the political category this year, and we need your help to vote for us in the Podcast Awards. Just go to podcastawards.com, scroll down the page, Look about three uh, three categories from the very bottom on the right-hand side. There are a lot of categories. We're in the political category. Choose Free Talk Live. Scroll down a little further, and you'll see a little form that you need to fill in. They'll likely send you an email to verify that you're a real-life human being and not some sort of robot uh, gaming the system. So go ahead. Please vote for us at podcastawards.com, and thank you in advance. Also, note that you can vote every single day from now through November 30th. So i got about 10 more days left in this voting contest, and we can do it. We can be the only podcast to have ever won five podcast awards in a row with your help if you vote for us at podcastawards.com. Frustrated
3: with the lack of freedom where you live? Are you tired of oppressive state intruding into your business and personal life? If you knew thousands of liberty-loving people were all moving to the same place and getting active, would you join them? You can. Join the Free State Project at freestateproject.org.
0: Hey, uh, we're still talking about tipping here, and what started the conversation was a story about some people that were arrested because they didn't tip. Now, it was on one of those situations where they had a whole bunch of people at a table, which means that the gratuity was added in. They took issue alleging they had bad service. And rather than work it out somehow with management, they they tried to talk to uh, the the head bartender at the time, and he decided to call the cops on them. And then, rather than the police trying to work out a mutually agreeable situation, they did what they usually do, and that is arrested somebody.
1: Every time I've uh, you know had the police uh, on site, uh, you know I can I can say that they've. They've acted uh, very well, and they've mediated circumstances quite well, in my experience. I don't know that, what they usually do. I think that this is news because it's an unusual circumstance.
0: Certainly it is, uh, though it, you know, it brings up an important conversation, and that is about tipping. Because I agree
1: that it's an important conversation.
0: I, I just mean that this is a conversation about tipping in general. Um, in fact, there's a lot of information that people just don't understand about tipping because it's just a custom. And it's apparently not a widely understood custom. I mean, it, as far as most people know that you're supposed to tip at a restaurant, but does everybody know that you're supposed to tip the bag guy at the
1: hotel or the barber or... And it really depends on what city you're in. Does um, it? It, it? Absolutely. You, 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 I know you tip... Everybody basically in New York City um, has the expectation of, to some level that you're going to tip them, whereas other people in other places you do and you don't tip. I, when I go to a coffee shop, I'm likely to tip if somebody makes my coffee. However, if I'm there serving my own or is all they did was you know, pour me a cup of coffee, I don't consider that service.
3: Now, see, for me, where I really draw the line is, is that the kid who's working at Starbucks, like he puts a tip – cup out, he's getting paid $8 an hour to make my drink. I don't really need to leave a tip. Sometimes, if I feel like someone was extra friendly or something like that, I'll put some change or a dollar in not every time. I I think that's more of a just like, hey, if you feel like it kind of a situation. And, And I worked at Dunkin' Donuts, and we got tips, and I'd say each of us went home in the mornings with like $30, and that, I mean, that was pretty pretty cool, but we didn't really do anything necessarily to deserve those tips, whereas when I was a server, I was making $2 an hour, and in those kind of situations, I mean, a tip is pretty yes. much expected. That's what those people work for, so that's kind of the deciding factor for me.
1: Absolutely. I, so, if, so I, if I'm getting brought something to my table, to me, that's what a server is. Well, now, what about a cabbie? You used to be a cabbie, mark what do cab drivers make um, they uh, cab drivers by and large make uh, you know something off of the meter um, usually it's it's half or some percentage of the meter and then they get you and, know, a whatever. Tip. And, and, and you know yeah right. but I also um when you're deal when you are a cabbie, i I think you should you know like i've had cabs where i haven't felt like I necessarily want a tip
3: there was actually a, I rode in a cab once I took a cab to work because my car broke down, and the guy purposely took the wrong, longest way to charge me the most money, and I did not leave a tip. Especially because when he was driving, I said, you know, it's that way, and he kept going. So I didn't leave a tip. Wow. Because I thought that was a really rude thing to do.
1: And, um, you know, a a cabbie, you know, it's his business. He's supposed to keep the car Mm -hmm. clean. Um, It's supposed to smell good. I've been in cabs that smell bad. That's, You know, it's gross and... Uh, you know i they didn 't get out and open the door for me they didn 't yeah. do anything about my luggage like it just i just didn't feel like I got service so uh, you what know about I, barbers th- i you know i've I've always found that very odd. I think it depends on um how they're compensated if they own the place or they own the stool i don't know how you know like i don't know i've i've always left a tip out of obligation
3: I would say that that with the case of a lot of tipping circumstances and and barbers would really fall into this category. A lot for me about tipping is sort of building relationships. For example, I don't really spend much time at bars, but there is a bar here in Keene that I prefer to other bars. And I've sort of created a relationship with these people that I tip well. Mm. And they give me free drinks sometimes. You know what I mean? Just as a like, yeah. hey, you're, a, you know, we know you and you tip well. And sometimes when he comes into my restaurant, I give him free food. Sometimes he gives me free drinks. And it's kind of just this relationship I've created that's completely business. I mean, I don't know the guy at all or hang out with the guy. But I think in the case of a barber, if you live in a small town, let's say you go see the same barber, if you tip regularly, that guy might do a better job on your hair as he gets to know you. Sure. I mean, if you go to Supercuts, I'd say it's a little different because you're going to be getting someone different every time. But there are lots of people who have one particular hairdresser who does their hair. And I think I could see value in tipping someone like that.
0: You see, what I'm what I'm doing here is I'm just bringing up different uh, professions that I have learned over my life that expect tips. And this is the biggest problem, in my opinion, with tipping, is that there is no real authority, if you will, that you can go to 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 find out who – I mean, if you don't know that a barber is expecting you to tip – and you've never gone and maybe you've always cut your hair at home or something like that and you go in and you you know you sit down at some cheapy barber shop and you get a twelve dollar I don't know how much they cost these days. The last time I've been in one was years ago, but if you get a you know twelve or fifteen dollar haircut, I mean you're paying somebody fifteen dollars to buzz your head if you're a guy. It's not the most uh, you know it may not be the most, <laughs> not dr-
1: the most difficult dramatically difficult right. haircut.
0: Well, and uh, then you've offended the barber if you walk out of the shop without tipping,
1: right? But I don't know that that's know. necessarily true, and yeah. I think that some barbers understand that people don't know that. Or, you know, I think that you're actually talking about a hairstylist. Right.
3: I, I think when you're talking about a waitress specifically, like waitresses work for tips in America. That's mm-hmm. just the way it is. I mean, they do not get paid. Oh, no, I understand that. But, but I'm saying when you're talking to a barber, I'm not necessarily sure that all of them would get as offended if everyone didn't tip depending on what they did for you. Like I don't know that that's true. I would I would need to talk to a barber before I assume that.
1: I agree with what Julia says. It's about relationship building. It's about incentivizing um, to some extent, and it's about um, compensating somebody for uh, going above and beyond. Um, I, you're right. I've always left a certain amount of money to barbers just because I feel that I'm sort of obligated to do it. And I don't know all of their. Mom told
0: me to tip barbers.
1: I, I, I I don't know all of their financial situations in that are they renting the chair? Do they get half of this head cut? You know, I don't know how it works for them. But, um, you know, I'm of the opinion that most haircuts for guys are overpriced anyway. If I'm getting charged $25 for a haircut. Sorry, I just don't feel that it's worth it. I mean, I've... <laughs> how about
0: the how about the bag man at a classy hotel? I mean, that's one that's always bothered me. Like, I don't mind tipping them because I don't want them stealing crap out of my bags, but then again, I've already given them my bags by the time I give them the tip, and they're working at a classy hotel. I mean, how oh, bad no, can no. the pay be? No, no, you're
1: supposed to tip when you get the bag back, aren't you? Yeah, that's what I do. Give them a tip when they give you the bag back. Well, you take a look at the bags, and if, if everything came back the way you wanted it to, then you give them something for that.
0: Yeah, but how does that help the guy that was taking the bag in the first place? Usually they pull tips, I would think. That one's just always bugged me. I mean, they're working in a classy hotel. Why do they
1: need you to tip them? And they're a union in New York City. Yeah, I,
0: mean, I mean, I don't I know. I do it anyway because I've been told that you're supposed to tip these guys. You know. Yeah. And and one other thing, uh, you're supposed Ju- to
1: tip radio talk show hosts, and I've never gotten one.
0: <laughs> uh, hey, Julia. Somebody had asked in the chat room, and normally I don't. Uh, I normally am not in there, but uh, they they didn't want to call in on this. Why don't Canadians tip?
3: I have no clue. I don't know if they don't tip. Maybe they tip. I. Maybe I kind they don't of have a, tipping in Canada. They do have tipping in Canada. I'm not sure if it's the same exactly as tipping in America, but I kind of always got the feeling that they just wanted to be like, oh, we're foreigners, we don't know we tip, just as an Mm. excuse to not tip, just to be cheap. Just to be cheap. Yeah, but they really, I seriously swear, like French Canadians are known for a reason for not tipping. Just the French ones. Yeah, the French ones I've found are the worst.
0: We'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at
1: freetalklive.com. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation. Well, now we've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some very special rates on some of my favorite gold and silver pieces. The walking liberty half is a fantastic coin for the beginner investor and those who want usable silver should a monetary collapse occur. This coin is widely accepted as one of the most beautiful ever made. It's served our grandparents for more than 40 years, and you can get them for $8.69. Call 877-857-9938 or go to silver.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can at once. It's 877-857-9938, silver.freetalklive.com.